Hey everyone, this podcast is part of Story Mode, the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. You can support us and gain access to other great exclusive podcasts at patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash g-a-m-e-f-u-l-l-y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Welcome to Guylight, a podcast about vampires. I thought about just starting this one with like five minutes of sighing. Just, oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh, I, I was feel winded. That way. I was winded after this movie. <laughs> it, um. Should we just exactly. jump right into it? I, I mean, I no, wanted to address your echo problem. Adam. Well, let's talk I about it. I wanted to yeah, ask you about, about your echo. Yeah, people have been bringing it up in uh, the deluge of critiques about the recording tactics we're using for this podcast that doesn't exist. Here's what you do. Thank you. Buy a refrigerator. Okay. Um, get it through Amazon. Sure. Uh, or uh, it doesn't have to be Amazon, but get it through the mail. I was going to say you're you're, you're um, really you're really schlocking for Bezos here, but go ahead. Un- unbox it. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Take that box. Stick it over yourself when you record. <laughs> yeah. That'll take yeah. care of the echo. Just I, my question is: Are you are you recording in a fridge box? Is that your deal right now? No. No. Well, yeah, sort of. I'm right next to an air conditioner, so oh. it's like a fridge box in here, like the inside of a fridge. Do people say fridge box? Like if someone's, <laughs> if it's really cold, you go. It's like a fridge box in here. Uh, Sounds I'm not like sure. an old timey way, old timey sure. way of saying it. Yeah. I, I I don't know. Like, do people say like, "Hey, I'm gonna go down the grocery aisle to pick up my cereal" when they're in the store? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I, I feel like it's one thing too many. Yeah, it's like one word too many. We just don't need all of them. Just one yeah. of them, probably. Yeah. Adam, what's your middle name? Thank you for asking, uh, David Christopher. Uh, mine is Scott. Which is my dad's name. Adam Scott Ganser? That's me. The that's only one. That's such a good... That's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty great. I'm pretty great, Dave. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank that's you. That's a great <laughs> fucking full name. <laughs> Thank Adam you. Adam Scott Ganser. I that can't believe like, it's taking you this long to ask me this. I, it's like... Uh, I, I don't ask people these things. It's my. It's a fault of mine. That's um, okay. But like that sounds like a 90210 cast member or something. Oh, yeah. I, I was... <laughs> That's great. Uh, that really does feel like a destiny that I missed. Like that's one yeah. of the, there's a multiverse where like uh, <laughs> I was just a young cast member on nine hundred two and zero. You know. Oh yeah, where were we all? Yeah, oh yeah, just skated right in and hung out with Jason Priestley all the time. Mm-hmm. Learned what cocaine was at ten. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those are, that's that's those are the times. You yeah, know. Yeah. Shannon Doherty. You know, love mm-hmm. Shannon. Love real, Shannon. Was a real Shannon Stan. Missed yep. out on that one. Stanon. Stanon <laughs> Doherty. I love that you brought up 90210 because, like, boy, that's uh, the right thing to contrast this movie franchise with, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. <laughs> it really is. It really is. It really so, is. Welcome to Guylight. Oh, yeah. Fucking <laughs> here you are. You came back again. Welcome to the final guy light. This is I, sad. It is. I was a little sad at the end of the movie when I was watching because like, ah, shit, we're not going to be able to do this anymore. <laughs> this, this has been yeah, I know. such a time suck in a great way, you know? Cue, cue the green day. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It it's, is a fork in the road. 
Yeah, it is. It's sad. It's really sad that this is the final one that people have been with us for this long. I, I'm going to have to like, just, I, I, I don't mean to put this thing into overdrive right away, but I have to say like, I highly doubt anyone besides us has seen the last movie. Like I venture to say yeah. nobody but us has actually seen it. <laughs> like we're the only ones. I wouldn't be surprised. Like we're the, literally the only two people who's ever seen this movie. It didn't feel like anyone else could have watched it. It didn't feel like a yeah. It felt. It it felt like a, fan fiction. Yeah, I was right? gonna say like when you dream, you ever dream and in your dream you're watching a movie, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's like a really basic version of a movie. Yes, because you, you're dr- you're dream making it up. That's what it felt like. Um, we watched Breaking Dawn Part 2, by the way. Did we mention that? Yeah, the, the final uh, installment. I'm going to, by the way, argue what you just said is exactly what Michael Sheen is doing at the end of this movie. Yeah. He's just dream-watching a movie. <laughs> like, that's, yeah. Well, that's it's what literally doing. what he's doing at one no, point. No, but like, even within the dream, he's like, just having such a great time watching all these fucking <laughs> vampires oh, yeah. fight each other. He's really enjoying himself. So... Uh, I have a question oh, about God. the movie. Uh, thank you. Go for it. Did anything it happen? Did it happen? Happen? No. Did anything happen? No. No. It Nothing. Didn't. Okay. Nothing happened in this movie. No. They also, by the way, and this is important, they cut back to the same setting at the very end of the movie that the third movie started with. So like the yeah. third movie started in that weird lavender lilac field or whatever. Yeah, that's their that's the place where they go to fucking jam each other. Well, no, no, that isn't because as we find out in this movie, they get a real nice warm cave. <laughs> they, oh, that's they true. Get like a real luxury a luxury condo. That's the just vampire for his, fuck bed. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, it's it's a bone it's a bone palace for sure. Right. While they're uh, busy not taking care of their kid that yeah, everybody else what? is taking care yeah, of. What? <laughs> what? I, yeah, it's like, yeah, I guess it takes a village to raise a vampire, but it definitely doesn't take parents because no, parents are not involved. Parents <laughs> Edward, are not involved. Edward fucking bailed on parenting immediately, by the way. He's mm-hmm. handing that kid over to anybody who'll take her. Just like, well, sure. When Bella, when we start the film, Bella is like, her secondary thought is, oh yeah, what about that kid I had? <laughs> I wrote down, by the way, <laughs> I wrote down, this is my first observation, was like, you know, for for five very sweet minutes in this movie, I forgot they named that kid Renise May. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, Renise oh, May. right, fuck, yeah, we got Renise May. What does Jacob call it? Um, Nessie? Nessie, at which For spawns... the best line of the movie. Yes, it is! Yes! Yes! Are you going to say the one? Because I wrote it down as, and I wrote under it, best um, line in cinema history. Please. You nicknamed my daughter after the Loch Ness Monster? <laughs> That's Was that the a one. joke? No. Was that a joke? No. Are you sure? Are yes. you sure that wasn't a joke? I, I'm not sure if any of this is a joke, man. There could be somebody very funny behind this franchise. Somebody this very like, funny could be behind this. This movie felt like a practical joke. Because remember it how really we keep, did. We keep predicting what's going to happen in the next movie. And yeah. I very cynically kept saying, like, well, nothing. Like, it's right. always, it always, I always think something's going to happen. And then nothing happens. And nothing happens. I can't it's, stress it enough. Nothing happens in this movie. It's a bunch of vampires. Yeah, a bunch of vampires get together. They go to fight, and then they go on second thought. Nah, uh, and uh, then that's uh, the movie. Uh, 
the fight. Okay, I don't want to. Man, I want to talk about that fight for the for the three Let's, hours we're obligated yeah. to do here. But like, yeah. uh, I don't want to get way ahead. Can I three start and a with half hours? Four. Yeah. Maybe? Sure. Yeah, yeah. 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 So can I can I start with the first thing that blew my mind in this movie? Was it in the credits? Yes, it was. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, it was the credits are from a samurai film. What in the hell were the credits? They were like the this, like blood red and like this drumming music and shit. The credits take place like in the posters because the posters have that look. I guess uh, they're so serious. It's so serious, and that made me think like, oh, shit's gonna go down. I guess it's so serious. I guess so. It wasn't the the style of the credits that was my first big shocker. It was the contents of them, specifically the name no Remy Malik. Oh, I know. I couldn't believe that either. I was so surprised. Remy Malik showed up in the credits. I was like, fuck. Yeah. Also, yeah. Um, skipping all the way to the end, sure. the ending credits. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Bryce Doward Howard. By, Bryce, yes. Uh, How, yes. Uh, Dallas Howard. When was she in this movie? She wasn't. She was the redheaded villain uh, vampire that we got rid of in movie three. How did like, I not notice that? I, you did, know how you didn't notice it? Because you spend 80% of the movie with her. Any, any of the time that's spent with her is her running ridiculously through the forest. So like you can never right. really see her. It's just like she's just running around. All you know is she has red hair. That's it. Right. The ending credits, when that showed up, I was like, wait. Yeah. This it, whole time? Yeah. I think someone might have told me this at some point, but I blocked it out. How can you possibly retain information about Twilight until you're watching it? Yeah. Like, your body, your body rejects it. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, you just can't take it in. It's like, uh, like castor oil or some shit. You got to really yeah. shove that down your gullet before you'll take it in. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like a <laughs> suppository. Like, a li- yeah. like an idea suppository. Yeah. <laughs> That's really what it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it uh, really is. Yeah. It's like a just... cone shaped idea suppository. <laughs> like not a good shape, like an uncomfortable shape. Why is there a bu- why are there spikes on the end of this? Yeah. Uh yeah, I, I agree. That's really what it is. And then yeah. you you take it up there and then but it these cr- sticks in there, I guess. <laughs> these credits were very serious. They um, I, I couldn't understand. It was like we were soaring over the water. And like, I kid you not, man. If they'd cut to footage of like of like vampires training, it'd be like, oh, this is like the vampire samurai movie. Fair right. enough. Well, we you do know? get to vampires training, but not a wet, right away. No, it was also like seven. It reminded me a lot of seven because there's yes. all that text and stuff, you know. Yeah. Well, they yeah. do. Uh, they do the 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 flying over the Pacific Northwest in all the credits, but this, this was like not just this way darker looking. Yeah. yeah. Also, this is the only movie where they don't have an opening narration. Wow, you're right. Which was another weird... It's like, so we're cutting that off. And like, I'd like to go back to the first ever quote from Twilight, which is something... Sure. It was something to the effect of like, I'd like to think that if I loved... Like, if I lo- like giving my life for somebody, like, that would be love and I would do that, that kind of thing. Yeah. Right? That was the beginning of this story. Uh, I just want to have that... I want us to remember that because like, we're going right. to have to talk about it at the end, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, generally the fact that this movie has no message or like uh, uh, no resolution purpose. or meaning purpose. Yeah. Purpose is a good word for it. Utterly, utterly meaningless. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this franchise is utterly meaningless. Yeah. Uh, which I hesitate to say about any film. Well, if I was if I was like really invested in this series, if I had been like with it when it came out, yeah, like seeing it every year. I would feel so duped. 
uh, by the I by this ending. Yeah, totally. The way it's ending, it reminded me of Lost. Like when yep. I, I I binge yep. watched Lost, great. So I didn't have the same effect that most people. I didn't feel as betrayed as people did because I didn't give like six years of my life to it. Right, and you didn't go um, through the writer's strike and like all that stuff. Yeah, that, that stressed but, everyone out. Yeah, I remember when Lost ended. I was just sat there and I was like, I want my time back. Yep, that's right. Can I? I give me my time back. You stole my time. And I didn't feel that way for this because I'm, you know, we're doing a podcast. Right, it's fun. right, exactly. But if I was truly invested in this, I would be pissed at this ending. I would be pissed at the movie franchise after the third movie. Like, yeah, I feel like the third movie is sort of like everything that they wanted to do with the story, and then the the fourth movie is a real uh, pivot into a whole different issue that uh is is not planted or uh built up to at all it's it's like the movie takes a right turn and becomes about different issues right and then like once those issues are resolved it's like and that was an episode from the marriage of bella and edward yeah it's gonna last for eternity now you know what i mean like that's what it felt like a weird episode in their adventures together or something yeah you know yeah uh, i i don't even feel that like team jacob team team edward vibe anymore you no know? no it, it's been gone since the third movie like i'm sure we talked about it at the last time because uh because there were some plot developments this time yeah. they totally abandoned it altogether oh yeah which tells me i honestly and i i say this without being uh, i'm not trying to be a troll but like it tells me that most people stopped watching the franchise after the third movie yeah i you know because like if you watch the last two movies you wouldn't feel like you wouldn't care as much about this i think i think if you got to the third movie you're gonna take it all the way home you'd think that man but i'm telling you right now i feel like all of america got drunk and started hooking up with this franchise and then they had that moment where they looked down they're like i don't want to wake up like this i don't want to wake up dealing with this maybe a lot of america saw the first one saw it was terrible and, and they moved on with their sure. lives. Yeah. And I think the people who hung on are were like fans. I have to um, say, I actually don't think the m- first movie's that terrible. I don't think so either, but people were laughing at it. You and, know? And they, as they should be. 100% yeah. they should be. Uh, but once you accept this is how this world works, the first movie is one of the better ones, I would argue. I'd say it's the best one. Um, I think the third one has some moments, right? Didn't we say the third one was good? Was that the eclipse? What happens eclipse? in the third one? That's um, the one. Uh, which one is that? Uh, so the first one is this is the story of Edward, and uh, he ride, I ride on his back, and he whole new worlds me, and that's it. Yep. And, and vampire baseball. Second one is uh, this is Team Werewolf, and Edward disappears for a year, and he turns out he's in Rio, and uh, Jacob has to take his shirt off all the time because that's part of his contract. Yep. And the third one is where Edward and and uh, Jacob are like arguing, and the werewolves and the vampires get into basically a fight, and then like they resolve it, and a new stasis is reached, which is why the franchise felt like it was over. And that's, that's the where, one with the best director, with the uh, yes, Black Mirror correct. director, yeah. which by the way is also where we come back to at the end of this movie. At the end of this movie, we go back to the third movie, uh, right. And I, I have a theory on that. So the point being, like, it's over after that, right? Like, that's the, like, the movie was basically which guy will she pick? And then she picked the one she wanted. And then the rest of this is, like, now they navigate how to do marriage with all this weird repression. 
Yeah, and they have a special child, but that, a I special guess. child that's not actually special, at least not the way they thought. No, nobody turned um, out to be special. I, I, I was basically wrong about that. Uh, unless, yeah, you're right. Like, Bell, well, Bella was still f- technically special because she had vampire powers. She had a before unique power. She became a vampire. Right. She was like a like a titan from Destiny. That was her superpower. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was just pissed off. Like I, I, this movie pissed me off. I can't. Yeah, this movie's a fucking joke. Yeah, uh, it opens. Yeah. It opens with so Bella is now a vampire. It sure. opens with showing her super zoom powers. And yeah, then, yeah, yeah. I liked the filmmaking for the Dexter shit for yeah. at least for a little while. I was like, oh, this is all right. Then she she hugged too good. Right, right. Then it becomes like, oh, now well, and like Edward is so immediately turned on by her. By the way. Like Edward's yes, like, he's oh like, yeah. I, I didn't want to say this, but your human form was a piece of shit. <laughs> we all knew it. We all hated you that way. I, We've been waiting for this. I loved you spiritually, uh, but I just, you know, I tolerated your physicality, and now the whole package is here, and right. I'm gonna have a forever boner. I hope you can deal with right. that. So, in the context, Bella has just had a C-section. <laughs> um, she just had a baby. Well, she uh, wakes up in her vampire gown that they put on her in the last film. Yeah, the blue fucking dress, uh, yeah. which is more powerful than the Flash's outfit, because apparently you can run for years in that dress and it never tears. Yes. I found that uh, uh, startling. I couldn't understand it. Yeah. So anyway. she's she's like, Edward, let's fuck. Like, right, more or right, less. Right, 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 she's right. just like so horny to be a vampire. Yeah. And then she and then she's like like loving him. And then she goes, oh, yeah, what about the baby? The baby that, at this point, she hasn't met. Right. Doesn't uh, care. Doesn't care. She just she just had a C-section. She doesn't even seem to know if the baby's alive. Uh, uh, and then she I, asks I, about the baby. I'm going to go ahead and argue that uh, that is the movie stance on the baby, too. Yes. Yeah, just just uh, FYI. <laughs> the baby doesn't matters very little. The baby's well, not even actually a person most of the movie. The baby is a CGI like um, Dr. Moreau why, character. Why did they do movie. that? I don't why know. Why did they do Dave? that when I it got know. older? When it got older, I still like I, I get with a, a CGI baby. It's like, okay, maybe they didn't want a baby. I guess. But then it becomes like a little girl, and it still has that ghoul face, that <laughs> CGI ghoul face. It was like, what the fuck are they doing? I couldn't. Under- I was like, is this going to be something? Like, is she going to turn to, like, Dobby the house elf or something? Yeah. Like, what's going to happen here? What uh, is going on? Just hire a child. And it, was- it felt like they must have had a child on set and then CGI'd its face. No, so this is my theory on it, is that they, they started with this 10-year-old kid that they cast, right? Uh, yeah. Who was also an Interstellar, and she was very good in Interstellar. Uh, she was like the kid in Interstellar. So yeah. this movie has good actors, as do all the Twilight. Some of them, yeah, some of them quite good. Not uh, all of them, but I'm no, no, I, not all. What I mean is, the presence of the actor does not say anything about their ability. No, 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 no. It has fucking um, uh, uh, from The Wire. Yes, Bunk. Uh, Wendell Wendell bunk. Jones. What uh, I forgot his name. Uh, Wendell uh, something. I, I wrote it down. But that was another bunk. one that was like fucking shocking. I was like, yes. get out of here. Yes. I get out of here it. right now. Could not believe that. Uh, I wanted to call him up and be like, dude, McNulty, get your boy. Get your yeah. boy, you dude. McNulty, get your boy. 
Uh, couldn't believe that. I got to come back to that because I got to talk about what does it mean that the bunk is in this universe? I need to talk about yeah. that. Wendell Pierce. Wendell Pierce. Wendell Pierce. That's it. Uh, uh, okay. So we're talking about the baby. We're talking about the fucking baby. It's like, I don't want to skip right to it, but I do need to say, this is my theory. My theory is they cast this kid, right? And they're like, okay, well, we're not going to get kids that match enough going back in time. So we're just going to CG a version of this kid's face on like uh, either a CGI model or an actual human. That, like that's my theory on what happened is that they were so uh. concerned about continuity that they like CGI a face and made the entire movie absurd. Yeah, like, like just that that decision ruined the movie. Ruined it. Yeah, that that alone is like a legendary screw up, a visual effects screw up in a movie. It's, it's like what the fuck are you doing it's inexcusable it was worse it was worse in the scorpion king it was worse well, yeah. in matrix this is 2012 yes they don't have many excuses in this it, film it's, the, it, it, when it was I, made what director looked at that and said this is good enough yeah like i yeah. like they have all the money in the world like it's scorpion not like king though is a good comparison yeah because scorpion king there's a difference between i remember watching like movies with I remember watching movies and going, that CGI is amazing. And then you sure. go back as an adult and you're like, whoa, no, it isn't. The Scorpion King, when it came out, I remember The Rock coming out and the audience bursting into laughter. Yeah, it was bad. It was definitely yeah. bad. It was yeah. bad for then. And that's what this is. This is bad for 2012. Yeah. It, it's, again, it's the Matrix sequel. Uh, like the very famous scene where Neo fights the 100 Agent Smiths and then suddenly it turns cartoon. Oh, yeah. That's what Well, no, was. that's... I would I would argue that's one of the times that when you watch that when it came out you're like oh this looks good until until there was a moment where it stopped looking good right like you remember I you remember it distinctly because so do I it's like oh yeah this is when they went into full CG and it looks like gar- like garbage right uh, that's when it started to look bad and that's what this movie was <laughs> the face was garbage it was like the a bad deep hot, fake hot garbage yeah. Yeah, it looked like a bad deep fake. Uh, yeah. It was uh, completely, like, bafflingly unacceptable. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I, I don't know what else so, there is to say about it. So it's Bella, real bad. It's very bad. Look yeah. it up. Google it. The, the craziest thing is how long it lasts. It goes on for an hour and a half. Baby. Yeah. Hour, it's, it's, it's just like, time. are we ever going to see this character's actual face? I kind of stopped uh, thinking. I kind of started to think, oh, this might be a choice. Uh, to indicate that it's not totally human. And then they had an actual kid that it was like, oh, okay, so they thought they had to work backwards from this kid. Right. Because people did, when they saw it, they'd be like, what the fuck is that? Like, people would react to it. As they should. uh, Yeah, they were reacting for a different reason, because apparently child vampires are monsters in this universe. Right, yes. But it was very funny, because it did feel like they were reacting to the CGI face. (laughs) Where they're like, get it yes, away, it kill it, kill yes, it. Yes, it did. Yeah. Yeah, like just, uh, scream, just scream out, abomination. Like, it's just yeah. like it, it, it was horrible <laughs> immediately. Uh, can I just briefly comment before you get into, because I want to talk about Bella and Jacob at, at when she wakes up and the whole thing. Uh, yeah. Jacob, though, makes a very bold move uh, at the eight minute mark, which is he shows up to that scene wearing a skin colored shirt. Mm. And I was like, oh, he's figured out how to do all the things he needs to do. Oh, That's yeah. Like, he was like, was, <laughs> was a superhero I, I'm move. imagining the actor being like, look, I don't want to be fucking shirtless anymore. And they're like, okay, put this on. He's like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> it looked like it looked like those fucking muscle bodysuits that you two was wearing in the late 90s. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was 
really stupid. Uh, it was really stupid. Uh, uh, it, it made sense as a Jacob move, though. It was like Jacob. <laughs> Jacob's like, I don't have to always have my shirt off, but I have to look like I have it off all the time. Yeah, we'll definitely get to his nudity scene because it's an yes, amazing great. scene. Yes, it is. Wonderful scene. Um, it, so, so Bella, we're still in like five minutes. That's the fine. Movie. Bella, That's fine. yeah, of course it's fine. Yeah, she she's like, what about? So where's my baby? Yeah, and where's like, where's and like, May? And we all groaned yeah. collectively. We all sobbed a little bit when we remembered that. <laughs> and oh, they're God. like, and they're like, don't worry about the baby. You got to hunt. Uh, and so she goes hunting. Still haven't not. She, you'd think she'd be like, can I see it? Can I see the baby? It's my baby. Right. I, I love is stronger than blood for me. You yeah. Know? Uh, apparently not though. Yeah. So they take her hunting in her new dress. <laughs> when you say take her hunting, what you really mean is they just let her out. <laughs> They're just like, okay, yeah. see, see in a while. And she like has to decide between the four things she wants to kill. Right. Well, Edward's there with her. Oh, is he there the um, whole time, though? Because I kind of felt like he was I more like know. just like kind of at a distance. Like, okay, go ahead, honey. Oh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. But she's ru- she's supermanning through the woods in her yeah. gown. Yes, she is. Uh it's weird that she's hunting in a gown. Like, I can't stress that enough. She I, knows it, she's going to get blood on her. I, although I apparently a, she doesn't. No, she doesn't know that. I have a huge problem no. with the way the vampires dress in this movie. Yeah. Huge problem. Well, I problems. mean, she doesn't get blood on her. Well, I don't understand how they extract blood given what they're doing. Because, like. Sometimes they have blood all over their faces. Sometimes they don't. I, I, but again, we've never seen fangs, and we know they deliver rattlesnake v- venom, which to me suggests. You know, if you get into that rattlesnake maw, there's like a weird stinger back there. That that's how yeah. they're, that's how they're doing it. I think it's like an eel's mouth where they have a second jaw inside, yeah, like an alien. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that makes sense to me, honestly. But what doesn't make sense is how are they extracting the blood? Because at least when there was fangs, they function like straws. Well, you know what I mean. Like, I, uh, I think like in most vampire universes, the the more modern gritty ones, you bite and then you drink. With you just drink it, like swallow it, because you got a whole hole. You got a whole hole right there in your face. You're gonna use it. I guess so, because they're biting them in the neck and stuff. I guess that's yeah, right. Yeah, like it the, just f- felt the idea dumb. is the fangs puncture them so that yeah. the blood spurts out. And blood, if you've ever if you've ever cut someone's neck, like that blood <laughs> will come out really I, fast, like a fire hose. Thank you for. Uh, would you care to give me some examples? <laughs> no, I'm just me- saying. If you've ever punctured someone, yeah, if you've yeah. like uh, caused a hole in their neck, it'll squirt out. So I think the idea is it's like, it's like, um, oh, what were those drinks where it was like, you'd it was like plastic bottles as a kid, and you kind of like take off this tab on the top, and you could squeeze the bottle into your fucking squeeze it. Is that what it was squeeze called? Squeeze it. I be- yeah, there's a thing called squeeze it. Yeah, it's like a squeeze it. Like you bite it and then you just get like, it just, it's like a super soaker right down your gullet. I See, I, again, this is, the idea of vampires is stolen from the idea of vampire bats, right? Which are like creatures that they make a hole and then they have like right. a numbing agent and then they drink because the numbing agent stops your blood from coagulating, right? And it makes sense. Like yeah. all that makes sense. Like you know, they it's like they tap the barrel or whatever. In this right. movie, they it's like you basically have to tear their throat open. Like, yeah. uh, which I guess explains why nobody is ever a blood bag. Why there's never any blood bags. You know, right. like, any, like because I guess you can't really do it in this artful, seductive vampire way that I, we've seen in other movies. Yeah, and, unless you like literally have a blood bag tied to them. 
you know, like, and you, you extract their blood and like sip it through a straw. I mean, which they're not above doing because they're able to disseminate venom that way. Yeah, she sips right? blood through a straw in the movie before this. I, there are, but this movie brought up the most anatomy questions out of all the movies. By yeah. the way, uh, for the thing that you're gonna, that we're gonna talk about next, brought up so many biological questions that I couldn't understand. Uh, but we never did solve how the vampires are drinking in a way that I understand. Yeah, it's like okay, so they're just tearing a hole in them, and I guess so. You have to kill somebody to drink blood. Okay, got it. I don't think you have to. Yeah, I th- well. I think it's preferred. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It, it seems like that's just sort of the, that's just the drill. Yeah, that's what you have uh, to do. Yeah. So Kristen Stewart, she's running through the woods. Yeah, she running smells, through the woods. She smells like a deer. She's gonna get it, but then a a a cliff hiker, like a, a like a guy climbing the side of a fucking cliff, having a yeah. tough time at it, cuts his leg, and she smells it from like a mile away. Yeah. And she scuttles up the cliff like a fucking tarantula. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And Edward has to be like, no, don't eat that guy. And like, seriously, that guy's having a tough time. Can you imagine being that guy and being like, I'm almost halfway up and then fucking vampire scuzzle, scuttles up? Yeah, it's it's like those fucking cave goblins from this, The Descent. Yeah. It's I was like thinking you're like, already having you know, a terrible day and then suddenly this shit happens. Right. It's just there's something it's like ski free. Like there's something like really a bummer about ski free where you would do this athletic thing and then get eaten by a snowman at the end. And it's like, well, I got nothing. Right. Right. I didn't I worked get the my pleasure of this. Yeah. 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 I've been working my ass off in my last seconds. Of, like who wants their last seconds to be skiing? That's awful. That sounds terrible. Like, yeah. It's the same with this mountain climber. It's like he's fucking he. This guy deserves to get to the top of the mountain and like climb back down and go to fucking Denny's and have a nice meal and right. go home. Like, yeah, it, it, at least eat the rations he packed or whatever. Yeah. Like you know, I I agree because our our mutual friend Bridget, if you uh, you remember Bridget, I remember uh, Bridget. What you might not recall is there was a moment when we were all working for Cracked where she came in with an injury that was based mm-hmm. around mountain climbing. It and was like, a very Bridget injury. I turned into her father immediately. Like I just I saw that injury. I was like, well, what the. F- why are you doing this mountain climbing? What are you fucking getting out of it? Like, it's literally what I asked her. And it was like uh, amazing because it was in front of her brother who showed up that day to visit her. <laughs> That's funny. Like, I was like, Bridget, what the fuck are you doing? Like, uh, not because she disappointed me, just because I don't want her to get hurt. I did not want her to get hurt yeah. and I didn't understand it. I uh, mean, we can talk about Bridget all day. Um, I can get a three hour podcast on Bridget. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, she's so she's young. And right, that was the right. that was the realization for me was like oh man she's like climbing stuff yes I would never like, do that yeah that's exhausting that's yeah. an exhausting thought I felt stressed out looking at the climber not because of the vampire problem because I was like God look at him climbing there and he cut yeah, himself oh my God look at him fucking free soloing up there like, yeah Jesus. like what's fun like do you understand what fun is fun usually that's involves fun. drinks right. You or know? like video games or like sitting very still. Right. Or friends or like everything sure. this isn't. Like Yeah. This is the opposite of fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, then yeah. Bella yeah. was about to prove us right, uh, and then yeah. Edward saves him. Yeah, and then she jumps off the cliff. And yeah. um yeah, yeah. And then she goes after a deer and then she sees a mountain lion, and we get the first perfect moment of the film. Yes. Which Thank is you. uh actress Kristen Stewart. Uh, tackling a mountain lion in the air. Fucking annihilating that mountain lion. Like, it was <laughs> like... Like, it was the first of many professional wrestling moves that were beautiful to behold. 
Right. Uh, this was the spear. She speared a, She speared that fucking mountain lion. Yes. And, uh, pinned it, but with a three yeah, the count. Ma- mountain lion's jumping through the air, and that mountain lion must have got been very surprised oh, yeah. at this. <laughs> uh, yes. The human woman just collapses into him, bites yeah. his neck, and it's like dead before it hits the ground. Yeah. That like the last look on that mountain lion is something approaching disappointment. Right. Like, just like, how did this happen? How is this how it ends for me, Martha yeah. the Mountain Lion? You and know? this is the point where I wrote the note, she's the best vampire. Because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so far, I all these va- vampires suck. And she, like, is the first one where I'm like, I want to hang out with this vampire. Right, she, she probably shows, murder me, but I want to hang out with her. She shows up and she's got a little, like, moxie. You know what I mean? She's like, got she, moxie. She, yeah. Yeah. She shows up and she's like, what the fuck are we doing here? Hey, assholes, let's do shit. You know, and, everyone, and they're like, oh, yeah. I guess we could do shit. Yeah, I'm a fucking vampire. I want to yeah. do vampire shit. Yeah, you guys fucking, you all ready for this? You know, like she's about to hit that hit that 90s techno beat for us. And then yeah. Jacob showed up, of course, ruining everything as he does. Right. Yeah, Jacob shows up. Uh, she yeah. tells him he stinks. And I was like, come on. That's not nice. Yeah, I agree. She didn't need to say that. No, he's done a lot for you. He's 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 been good. And then, well, I say that, and then he tells her that he's he has to explain to her that he's not going to fuck her baby. Uh, uh, that's a conversation. Is he not going to fuck that baby? By the way, is he not going We're, to? I was going to wait, but I mean, not in its baby form. Not when it's baby, but it seems but like I'm maybe pretty later. sure they're going to fuck later. Yeah, I think so. I and think that's right. Really, it really disturbs me yeah. because <laughs> yeah. Because they do this whole thing. This whole scene is him like, no, it's not like that. It's not like that. They do The last film has to go out of its way to be like, he's not trying to fuck this baby. Right. He's just bonded with it. And it's a spiritual, like, emotional love. And then later in the film, it's like, yeah, she's probably going to fuck this baby. It, it, yeah, it, it really makes that convoluted. Uh, it makes the relationship... Uh, uh, extremely disturbing. Yes, it is. It's not a it good relationship. It makes everything disturbing. Uh, I don't... Like, uh, Edward also, by the way, signs off on it, which completes the circle of your distaste for him. Like, yes. Later in the film, Edward signs off, and he's just like, you know, she's lucky to have you. In this well, kind they're... of like, like, you know what he's doing. You can see it, you monster. How are you letting this happen? The, the, the Jacob versus Edward arc is me starting with, like, Edward's a weird pedophile, and at the end, it's yeah. like, no, they're both weird pedophiles. Yes, they're both weird pedophiles, <laughs> like, and they came, oh, to a, good. they came to a piece about it. They came to a gentleman's arrangement about pedophilia is what happened. Yeah. And so, like, I guess I can be Team Edward now because they're both pedophiles? I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't, I'm not, again, Team Neither. Team Neither more than ever. Uh, uh I... I, I will say that my critique, I guess we're doing the Edward versus Jacob thing now. Uh, not that I didn't have any plans to do it this episode at all, yeah, but, but I may yeah. as well do it. So, like, I kind of came around on Jacob in this one, uh, although the pedophilia thing is insane. But I came around <laughs> on my critique of him, and it's this, and this is what quote. I mean. My critique was that he was a fucking a non-functional maniac, like a, like a sociopathic maniac who was, like, violent. Sure. And he seems to have gotten that under control. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, he's not a wolf. He's not a wolf maniac. The, the wolves have, they're they, uh, they seem to have their shit together. Yeah, well, they they've stopped being main characters. Is what happened. Uh, yeah, but like so, but he does seem to have more control over himself, uh, which right. lends itself to your 
to your concerns being more my my concerns my previous ones being less valid but now he's a pedophile so i don't know what to say it's all i can't believe this series i I can't fucking believe so i i guess let's just explain this um because well can i but wait 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 so before we do that can i just i want to explain the scene that we're talking about because this is important Mm -hmm. so bella finds out that jacob has imprinted on her and And she she's fucking furious she's she reacts she reacts the way we reacted which is like wait are you gonna fuck that baby is that everything I knew about imprinting until this moment has been that it's romantic. Yeah, her anger is the most anyone gets angry in the series. And again, this is me loving her. That line yes, I like where she too. says, you nicknamed my daughter after the Loch Ness Monster, because he, he calls her Nessie in this conversation. She gets pissed. Yes, I, wrote, um, I, I can't repeat it enough times. I wrote down, I think this is the best line in cinema history when I wrote that yeah. line down. <laughs> She's so angry at this fact, and it's like, Again, she's genuinely angry in the moment, so it's not supposed to be that she's being funny, but it's... I don't know if the movie knows it's funny. I how I don't think the writer of this, by the end of delivering the final draft, gave half a crap about it. No, they must have known that this is schlock. They must have known that it's, this is funny. Dude, the... Uh, there are so many bad writing moments in this movie. Like, this is one of the worst written movies I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. One of them is Alice disappears by note. Yes, like she, she does. Ends, she ends up mattering. She disappears by note. And I, I don't want to get into all the details of it because she does Ooh. another thing that's impossible later. But yeah, like, it's incredible what it's, happens. It's incredible and it's impossible. But she, but like, there's a moment, you know, about 40 minutes into the movie, she and Jasper just fucking, they fuck off. And uh, it's yeah. explained via note. Uh, be sure a badly is. written note, by the way. Stay until the day the snow sticks to the ground. It's like, why don't you just say December, asshole? <laughs> like, just give yeah. us a day. What are you talking Fucking about? Why? Well, okay. Uh, I, I'm going to defend her there. No, you come on, Dave. Don't even you start know why? with this. Don't do it, man. You know why? Is because ahead. that's how that's what she knows the day to be because she's seen it. She doesn't know what the calendar says. I, I she's just, seen I don't know how the snow stick to the ground in her vision. So she's like, st- until that, whatever that day is, I don't fucking know. I didn't psychic up a calendar. I, I just I, saw But why snow. doesn't she do that? Uh, I like, I don't, I don't know how our visions work. I know the way they're presented in the movie is very much like, uh, you know, like a, like a horror montage usually. But like, they, everyone in them always retains more information than we see. All, yes. So like, it, what we're seeing is not how she experiences them. That's which is Which is to say, like... Maybe it's like a fucking 360 tour. You know what I mean? Like maybe she's got a VR tour in here. So then it's like, well, then go check out the calendar. Make this easy on people. That's true. That's true. Come on. Do your job. Yeah. You know, like, do your what are fucking you doing? job, vampire. Yeah, do your job. This is the only thing you have to do. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. So Bella's fucking Bella, furious. Furious yeah. at Jacob. Uh, Jacob gives an explanation that changed everything I thought about this series, Dave. <laughs> The explanation was, doesn't it make sense when he's explained the imprinting? Everything in you that loved me is now out of you. Meaning, meaning, meaning the reason that she cared about Jacob before is because Renisme was an egg in her body. <laughs> that, yep. is, that is what is implied in this franchise. So like, it's a very are, pro-life. It's a very pro-life thing where it's is, like, yes. in the previous, in the first movie, 
her ovaries were into Jacob. Yes, they were. Yeah, one of the eggs, the one that was an important egg, uh, was like, listen, that werewolf boy's got something for you. I would uh, argue that's just a common feeling for that, like women might have for Taylor Lautner, where it's just like, yeah, my ovaries are calling out looking at this guy, right? It's just like, that's just like she wants, she just wants him to have. But see, it wasn't her have ovaries. A, have, a, have a little baby with him. But, but it no, it wasn't. It, wasn't it was that. a specific egg in yes. her ovaries. One egg. This one egg really had it for fucking, uh, for Jacob. And then once that egg was out of her body, and we know it's one, because once the baby is born, all the loving feeling is gone. Right. Like, it's like the song from Top Gun. She has lost that loving <laughs> fucking feeling. It is gone. Well, okay. I think, okay, so the idea is that, because we have to figure out the difference between, yeah, she loves him as a friend, I think, throughout the movie, and in and afterwards. Yes. Yes. But her, like, l- romantic love... Her like soulmate right. feeling was an egg in her. Yes, that, that or, had sexual feelings for sexual feelings for him is yeah, what we you have. You could to. argue. You could argue that when she gets knocked up, then that egg, when mixed with Edward's sperm, uh, starts to absorb the feeling of her love and just like compartmentalizes it into the fetus but he expl- i mean sure i guess you could get you could you could do literal uh into you could do intellectual mitosis with this absolutely dave but the problem yeah. is the problem is he describes it in this sort of destiny way right like he says he like sure does. yeah he says like this was the reason for all of this which again it me it only means one of two things either there is a divine being orchestrating this which seems very difficult to believe or it's a specific <laughs> egg was a specific egg had lust for Jacob yeah it's like well like i said like maybe the egg absorbed the lust um, and it's also Jacob. I don't, just I don't know like, how that's an option because like, that doesn't make sense. From Jacob's perspective, it's even more fucked up because he's like, you see, Bella, it's not you I wanted to bone. It was your future kid this whole time. <laughs> I was I, I wanted to bone your future kid so bad that yeah. I thought it was you I wanted to bone. Yeah. Try- I could like you were like wafting this temporal like like sex pheromone that I was picking up on that it was like, this is my jam, but it was so, it was, it was actually your kid. That's how right. strong it was. Right. Try, that try I was, using that. I was defense. getting a boner through time yeah. for your future kid. Yeah. That's, that makes it way better. Jacob. Yeah. Makes the whole situation way better. Try using that one in court. Listen, your honor. Uh, yeah. I, my, the thing is, uh, some of the sperm in my testicles, uh, are in love with, uh, her children. And they're they're very powerful, and uh, I'm a reasonable guy. But the but the sperm are they're argumentative and they're opinionated. And until they consummate their relationship, I can't get rid of it. Mm-hmm. So like, well, what you need is to let me come uh, in that on that egg, and uh, that then I'll be a great guy. After that, I'll be a really great guy. Wait, no, but he doesn't want to have sex with the egg. He needs Edward to have sex with the egg, so it'll make a baby that he falls in love with. I, I, you keep injecting Edward into this, which, by the way, I, did, I, I injects, appreciate that. Edward literally injects himself into this. <laughs> um, I appreciate what you're doing because I do think that Edward is part of the is part of the appeal here for for Jacob. I'm with you on that. It ends up being like just a weird foursome. Yeah, of it like, does. Yeah, of like weird a generational foursome. Yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah, it's like, weird. It's yeah. really fucked up 
uh it's incestual it's 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 pedophilia it's it's fucking weird it's, uh, it's very poorly thought through like that line ruins everything about this series like on an intellectual level although it was already pretty bad it was already pretty ruined but like it really ruins it in it, like because it's it's explaining the problems in a biological way yeah like, that is what it's doing right it's like yeah. oh i the reason well, yeah. this is why we were connected because like uh your egg had feelings for me we got to keep pranking this down because I don't know. I don't remember the exact line and we have my, some people might think we don't have much more evidence past this. This was um, the reason for all of this. He says as an explanation for when she was, how his daughter, her, yeah. yeah. And her daughter was born and oh, her daughter imprinted that. on him. It's not just that. Yeah. And he, yes, yeah, she imprinted on him. He didn't imprint on her. And he says to Bella, um, and this is the important thing. He says to Bella, can you feel how you've lost like, you don't have that affection for me anymore. I don't know exactly right. the line, but he says that. This is why. It was your baby that loved me, right. basically. But then the, the final piece of this is that at this moment, I was like, okay, it's still, like, he's still being like, it's not like that. It's not like that. You know, it's... He, but it is. She's mad at him. Well, that's what I'm getting to, is that they want us to think it's like a protector relationship. It's like, she's... I, I'm, our souls are connected. Then they have Alice's vision near the end, where Alice looks at Jacob and and Bella and the kid, um, and and Edward. It has this vision of them all on a beach, and it's an adult, uh, whatever her name is. Bella's kid is and Edward's kid is now an adult, and Bella and Edward are like chummy, like a couple, and then so is Jacob and the kid. <laughs> Yeah, that's well, like, and they they share a physical she, intimate like she's leaning her head on his shoulder and there's like yeah. kind of an arm around the shoulder thing. They that's look not, like a couple. They, they look, look like they're right a romantic couple. So in the, either in the that's vision. a huge director mistake. It could be a huge directing mistake it where could it's like be. where it's like oh this is supposed to feel like friendship, but because I have a couple with another couple, I make this weird connection. Right, uh, but they definitely did it. If if that's true, if it's a mistake, then that's a big mistake. Big mistake. Because the moment you see that shot, all it shows, like from everything you know about visuals and like human relationships and stuff, like if someone held up a card with that picture on it, you would say, oh, that's a double date. You know what I mean? Right. I, see, and that's what makes me so baffled about this franchise is like I don't understand how smart people – who are being paid money, uh, who care at all, could let that go. Like, if I'm a studio executive, I'm like, wait a minute, man, you're making this thing into a pedophilia thing. you got to fix that. You I don't think they give a shit. Either, that's, okay, exactly, even, that's exactly it. it. It's the only explanation that I can understand. Yeah. And it is, it is a pedophilia thing. Because here's the other thing, is that even though... It's it's same with the Edward shit. Even though the child they show is now an adult next to Jacob, she's still only like a year old, <laughs> or like six. It's, right. it's something like it's that where it, they also explain that she grows super fast. Seven and then years. She'll stop it takes seven growing. years to be a grown up. All right. So yeah, it's a seven year old being, is what right. you're seeing. Right. So that's fucked up. Uh yeah, dude. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, I mean, if we're gonna be upset with Edward about his hundred-year-old fr- time frame, 
and like how it doesn't matter if he's 17 biologically, he's 100 in terms of actual time. Yeah, like if we, if we are going to be upset with that. That's fine. And if we are, if that's fair. And if we are, then we have to be upset about the yes. fact that no, no matter how adult she looks, she's seven years old. I would argue we have to be more upset. I, uh, it, it feels very, uh, it feels because, very stupid. Because that's an even more fucked up relationship. Uh, yeah, because he's guiding her into adulthood effectively, and right? And she's way younger than Bella was when Edward... Like, it's all fucked up. I don't want to sit here and weigh the differences. No, no, I don't um, either. I, I, it's I, all I, terrible and weird and makes me very uncomfortable. The thing that sucks about it is, like, this is, like, the only thing to talk about about it. It's not, like... It doesn't... It's This isn't, like, a weird tangent. It's kind of what the movies are about. <laughs> You know yeah, I mean? like this is really the substance of the movies. I, I don't know what to say because uh, the movies are about these relationships, and we settled on two pedophiliacs. Well, <laughs> we're not. That's we the thing. Is like we're not. We're not taking like subtext from the film. No, no. We're like it, the film is like seems to want us to think this is what's happening. Uh, it's very troubling. It's uh, very troubling. It's very troubling. It's like it's like. Would you be surprised to have heard like behind the scenes, Jeffrey Epstein was an executive producer? Oh this? God, damn it! You know, I mean, I, you should have just said Harvey Weinstein, right? Sure. If we're talking about predators, sure. But he's it's, he hasn't been accused, to my knowledge, of pedophilia. But you uh, know, that's it's only fair. a matter of time. It's it's. Oh God, why did? I know it, it, it. I don't. I'm not actually mad about it. Although I probably should be. I probably should be mad about it because I'm that's like offensive and so lazy. And they profited off of it. It's uh, so weird. Um, there's a reason. I'm glad society rejected these movies. You know. I didn't hear anybody um, saying all the I stuff we're saying. I didn't hear any didn't, of that. Yeah, I didn't think it was going to get this weird. Yeah, I thought it was just going to be dumb and schmaltzy. And it is that too. It's that too. But, but it's, the romance stuff is fucking wild. Yeah, it really is. Uh, it really is. I agree. Uh, it's like Caligula style. Like yeah. it's just like cast off your morality. Yeah. It, it doesn't like it's so fucking weird. And then, but it's presented <laughs> as like wholesome. Right. It's it's a it's like a Mormon exterior, but inside it's Caligula's pleasure barge. Yeah, uh, it's absolutely weird. Yeah, I agree. And and um, if you the the actual proof for that in the filmmaking, by the way, is the fact that we get another two vampire sex scenes. I was about to say that's the final uh, uh, part to this is that it's not wholesome. We know it's not because we get two vampire sex scenes that we really don't need. They don't narratively advance anything other than oh, okay, so they're not having problems anymore sexually. It's like romance novels type of situation where they're like, we have to see some skin. We have to show how great the sex is. But we so don't. So great that her hair sparkles. Her hair like shimmers because the sex is so good. Right. Right. Uh, on their vampire fuck bed. Yeah. They're literally making magic. Like making magic. That's what they're yeah. doing. Yeah. And they talk about how since they don't have to sleep, they don't get tired. So they can just fuck all the time. Yes. Like they can just live in a perpetual state of fucking. You're getting a little ahead because it it, it, uh, it there's a really offensive moment that happens before, but please finish your thought. That's it. Okay. Um, and so, so so this all of the way. By the way, this by the way is all predicated on. So after the events that we've discussed, Bella and Jay Jacob hit some kind of a fucking stasis, so they're not fighting. 
Yeah. And uh, I guess some time passes. I like it, the time is very unclear. And uh, then they're like, Bella, it's your birthday. And she's like, I stopped having birthdays like three weeks ago. They're like, doesn't matter. We did a nice thing for you anyway. And that nice thing is, for the first time ever, people are allowed to live outside the mansion. And uh, Edward and Bella are going to have the swankiest house a person could ever imagine uh, based on zero income. They don't do anything for a living. But they're going to have a $4 million house. I don't know. They literally have stacks of cash later in this movie. Yes, they do. I thought that was very informative. Uh, Yeah, I think they're robbing people. I think so, too. No, I do. I think there's crimes going on. I I really believe that now. Yeah. Because a doctor doesn't make that much money. No, not enough for this shit. No. A doctor doesn't make this kind of money, so we're talking about like some kind of a big-time grift. Yeah. Yeah, it has to be. Well, we are. We're talking about Twilight. It's it's a big-time grift. But yes. yes. It, uh, they or they have to be robbing people. The mother has to be up to something. I don't know. Uh, there's no way. This is not possible on five doctors' fortunes. Yep. Also, the scene where they're talking about it's her birthday and stuff. Jacob's just sleeping on their couch mm-hmm. like a bum. <laughs> it's like the middle of the day. No one else is asleep. And Jacob is just like, he's just now like their weird the weird uncle yeah who's there he is like he doesn't leave the vampire house anymore his dad just doesn't have anything to couch. say no yeah. his fucking dad disappears from this movie altogether which is mm. sort of that's another mysterious thing that's going on yeah there's some dad stuff in this yeah they're right it's like what happened to his dad did his, did his dad get murdered what happened uh anyway i guess we'll get At to this that point yeah after the vampire fuck scene i wrote the note is bella and edward ever planning on raising this child no because the answer is no yeah they walk into the house again and someone everybody it's always someone else holding the baby yes um and then they have a nice little discussion about how they're gonna fake bella's death it's pretty it's pretty clear to me that the baby represents like one last relationship trial that they overcome easily like, uh, I mean, not that easily. Like, it's the most difficult thing they've had to do in terms of inconveniencing other people. Uh, but, like, right. that's they don't, all again, it is. They don't, they don't show them. I would have accepted a whole movie of just how raising a vampire baby. I would you know, have, too. A little bottle filled with blood getting up at three in the morning because yeah. it's crying. Yeah. But they reject any, like, anything that... Like all the parent new parent cliches, they don't have any of that. They look great. They're no. having lots of sex. They yes. have lots of money, and yes. they basically their whole family is a family of nannies. Yes, is that they walk in and their their kid is beautiful and it's being held by someone else and it grows up really fast and it's not a problem at all for not them. not a single person other than Bella and to some degree Edward has an identity by about 20 minutes into this movie. Yeah. They are all there to service Bella. Uh, like, they're fucking Mr. Meeseeks, all of them. Yeah. Like, like that's that's what this is. Uh, by the way, if they were so intent on doing, like, showing skin and stuff, they could have very easily shown, like, like uh, any raising of the child, uh, like, breastfeeding, anything to solve both problems. They sure. did not do that. <laughs> Instead. They didn't again. They don't raise the kid. They don't raise the kid. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, but really they do confusing. They do try to plan Bella's death. So this is the darkest, as far as I'm concerned, the darkest part of this film. And we've okay. talked about it in previous episodes, which is the fact that Bella has been casually planning to cut off her entire life from her father. 
Right. When she became a vampire, she was going to fake her death and uh, and become a vampire. And her father's point of view, her father, who's a cop, um, would have. It's so fucked up because Edward has always been weird and standoffish. So in his perspective, she met this weird boy in high school with these weird fucking parents uh, who are like weird and rich. Uh, and he never really like, he always seemed quiet and never, and, and like the one time, the first time they met, she came home after falling down some stairs after trying to leave him. Uh, right. The the domestic violence situation that clearly happened. Yeah. It's very sketchy. And then like, she goes on vacation on their honeymoon. She rushes into marriage with him. Like, she graduates and immediately gets married at 18. Um, and then she, and then the narrative would have been then she goes on honeymoon with this guy who, who seems to, like, and she's disappeared uh, extended periods of time because of this guy in the past, too. And again, she's gotten injuries when with this guy. She would have gone on honeymoon, and then the whole family would have been like, she got, she's, she's sick. That yep. was the first thing. They're like, she's yep. sick. You can't see her. She's sick. Yep. We're, keep, we're extending it. She's sick. And that's all he's getting is this wall of fucking denial. And then they would have been like, she died. And he'd be like, can I see the body? And they're like, no. And that would have been it. Like, essentially, from his point of view, his daughter was kidnapped and murdered. By what is clearly a cult. By what is clearly a cult. Like, that's how it would have gone down. He would have got... He was a cop. Like, it would have been... And they would have skipped town. And if he never saw them again, he would have forever assumed that his daughter was the victim of a horrible crime. That's what she's doing to him and her, her mother. Like, that's what it would have been for him. It, it, it suggests that, like, uh, there's a lot of under the surface problems in this relationship. Yeah. Uh, or that Bella is completely callous. Yeah. I don't uh, know which. I, I don't know because it, it's just it it's incomprehensible in it, from really any other point of view in the movie. Like you couldn't imagine one of the other vampires doing that to the other members of their cult. Right. Like they, they would never do they that. They don't think of him as a person. No, they don't. Uh they don't. And neither does the movie, uh, for reasons mm-hmm. we're gonna get into very shortly here. Yeah. Uh, but but is- yeah, they do do that. The most respect I have from Jacob is Jacob is the first person in this whole series to go, this is fucked up. Yes. he. That like, was a great moment for him. I totally agree. Yes. Because nobody has considered the dad. The dad is, I'm going to just say it, my favorite character and the character I relate to the most. I liked him the most as a character. I thought he was uh, badly acted in this movie. I think sure. he's been good in other movies. He was not good oh, in this he's, movie. He's barely a character in this one. He's just like, well, I'm going to keep my mouth shut and ignore what's going on. Uh, and that's what he, I mean, he's a great, he's a great supporter of the vampires because they are sort of like, all right, just fucking cool it, man. Be cool. And he's like, all right, fine. I'm not going to ask questions because what we're getting to is that Jacob is like, I'm going to fucking tell the dad, so right. he doesn't have to live the rest of his life thinking that his daughter was eaten by a cannibal cult. So, uh, Jacob does something about it, uh, and it's my favorite scene of the movie. It's, uh, it's the only scene that has not convoluted meaning to it and is genuinely enjoyable for irony purposes. 
Yeah, right? it's also the, it's also one of the funniest scenes because he does <laughs> Definitely. it. Definitely. He he takes Charlie into the woods. <laughs> uh, Thank you for pointing that out. I appreciate he ta- that. He takes Charlie into the woods and he's like, "I have to tell you something about Bella." Um, and and then he just goes, "All right, screw it." And he starts taking off his shirt. And Charlie's like, "Whoa, there, Jacob! I don't know what this is." But he doesn't leave. He's curious. Uh, he wants to see yeah, where this he, is going. He doesn't leave. That's true. The line is, Jacob, put your clothes on. And it's said in this tired way. Yeah. It made me genuinely, <laughs> I was like, we've been waiting for that for four movies. What a great it's, dad he is. Yeah. It's a real dad moment because he's just like, yeah. my my daughter's dumbass friend is stripping down. I don't know what this is, man. What are you doing, man? What are you doing? <laughs> um, and then, uh, but I don't, I, I'm trying to think of what Charlie thinks is happening because I don't think he thinks of it as like this guy's coming on to me because no. Jacob starts stripping down. It takes him like 30 seconds to do this. And Charlie's just standing there like, Jacob, what is going on? Char- J- Jacob strips off his pants. And like, while he's doing this, he's saying stuff like the world, you know, is wrong. Like stuff right. like that. He's just like the, everything. Forget everything you believe. And it's like, what is this fucking lunatic about to do? What is he? This am I about to be murdered by this? Am kid? I about to be murdered? Am I? Am I being filmed in a yeah. much less appropriate scene than I want to am be I involved being, in? Yeah. Am I being yeah. punked? Yeah. So Jacob strips down to his underwear. Yes, in he front does. Of Charlie. Um, and I think that was just so, you know something for the ladies watching, but like. <laughs> Not yeah. just the ladies, but it, it was a little something uh, from uh, from the producers to the audience. Like, here you go. Here's here you go. a little. Here's a gift. Here's a little meat statue for everyone. Um, and uh, uh, and then, but the dad like watches it and he's saying weird shit. And then he turns into a werewolf. And so, like, I, at that point, I would be relieved when they turn into a werewolf because I'd be like, oh, okay. I thought you were gonna bathe in my blood and murder me. Turns out you're just a werewolf. I guess so. Although what he says later makes me laugh because he's like, then he turned into a dog, a big yeah. dog, which I was like, yeah. He doesn't. Yeah, it's a nightmare. He's going through. The dad's going through a nightmare, and then he and then all he says is like, Bella's changed. That's all you need to know. Uh, and then they, he brings him to the Cullens, and he's like, he tells the Cullens before the dad shows up, like I told him everything, and they're like, what the hell, man? But it's like. He did the best thing. He did the best thing, which is like, why didn't they just fucking tell him everything? Yeah. This why is, not? This why is didn't untenable. Bella, Bella was told everything. They keep saying, like, I don't want to put him in danger, but it's like, I think he'd rather be in danger, uh, slightly in danger, than in the dark. And everybody around him knows. His best friend knows. His, his, his daughter knows. Like, his best friend's kid knows. Like, everybody knows about him. If Bella had faked her death, he would have been grieving while everybody around him would have been silently aware that she's not dead. And that he's, like, his whole, all of his pain is meaningless. And, yeah. uh, Sal. They all betrayed him. I would have, I would have, if I had found out, I would, I don't know what I would have done. I would have felt so, like, imagine if everybody you knew was keeping a lie like that from you. Uh, you'd have to leave Forks, that's for sure. Yeah. You'd have to leave Forks. It's fucking, that's devastating. It's, it is devastating. And by the way, totally unnecessary because 
and this is this is uh, the premise of this of this lie is humans can't know because uh, that's the rules, right? The rules are the humans can't know. But right. then the presence of the bunk, the bunk defeats that entire <laughs> argument. The, yeah, the bunk the... single-handedly, just like he did in the fucking wire, comes in and says "motherfucker" and ruins that entire argument because he knows. He knows. He knows everything. He knows everything. But also- Charlie is also in in this. I get it if it was like an out of town detective or something like that. Sure, sure. But Charlie is literally surrounded by these people. He's insulated in them. So it's like, why can't he know? Why can't he know? And then once you've introduced the idea of him finding out, why do we then go back on it? Like it was such a bad move for a movie. Horrible. That movie was the decision. thing. The, yeah, the moment he knew, I was like, "Oh, now he's going to be involved in everything." Yes, thank God. Thank God they'll have the cops there with the with the werewolves and the vampires. I want to see a bunch of cops with guns, like 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 at the end of the Dark Knight Rises, just like <laughs> part of the <laughs> army. Yeah, but let's be honest, Dave. That kind of changes who you're rooting for, doesn't it? That's true. No one wants to see cops right now. Not right now. Well, and also, um, I think in general, I think that's sort of that's a good point. Sort of where in we general, lined up on true. that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, but that's that's it, right? Like, it also, just okay. So, like, if you're writing a screenplay, right? Like, you've written a screenplay. I've written screenplays. So, yeah. like, once you open the box a little of like, let's tell Charlie to then say no, let's not, and never come back to it. Well, they do. They no, they don't. They have to tell. They don't. They, yeah, they have to tell him because Charlie shows up. Bella is looking good, and she's like, "I've never felt better, Dad." Right. Uh, I've changed, and he's like, "What is this?" And she's like, "I can't tell you." She, he's like, "Do you turn into a dog?" And she's like, "No." And that's the converse. And then she's like, "No." By the way, Just trust me, I'll kid. tell you when you need to know. I, I have a kid. Well, that's um, the other. Oh God. That, that's the other fucking thing like they so wait a minute wait a minute so like they don't actually tell him let's be clear they don't tell him they don't they, tell him specifics he knows they something don't tell him they're vampires weird. they no, don't no, they say don't tell i'm him. a vampire no, the no, only but, thing that we want tim to hear is his daughter is now a vampire that fact does not get transmuted by word or by blood transfusion it does I not happen ass- yeah i would assume she was a werewolf because the only thing i've sure. seen is the werewolf. Although at this point, once you've seen there are werewolves, I'm taking a pretty close look at the Colin's skin tone and yellow eyes and asking myself, what the fuck is this? Yeah, that's true. I mean, come on, man. He's a, he's a cop. He should figure this out. Dude. I said that in the fucking first episode. Yeah. Like he's not a cop. I'm sorry. I I pass on that. I don't accept that part of the movie. He's not a cop. But then, so then they're just like, by the way, here's our kid. And again, it's like, okay, (laughs) Is this a fucking cult? What are I need to get you out of here right they now? They adopted that no, so wait a minute. They adopted the niece. It's somebody else's baby that they adopted, which That's they explained. Yes. Yes, dude. They explained the line with this. Our niece and daughter. They say that and then Charlie says, "Oh right, the adoption." That's right. the line he did, has. Yes, did we Dave. Knew- Yes. Did, did, so Charlie knew that they were having an adoption. That's what the line presupposes. Because otherwise, <laughs> follow follow me on this, Dave. It's impossible. Otherwise, what's happened is she's had a fucking miracle, not a child, a miracle. Okay, because right. she got pregnant and gave birth to what looks like an eight-month-old child in the course of a month. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like, so they have to they do have that. To t- they have to do that, and. 
he they kind of retcon it because he's like, oh right, the adoption you've been telling me about, and that it's is like correct. Well, yeah, like I don't, I don't know what the fuck you. I recall that a, from your letters. There's a lot of missing chunks in this series. That is such and a, a lot abomination. of it has to do with a lot of it. At this point has to do with what the fuck Bella is telling her dad because I don't understand. So he I think, I, he accepts so, it just very briefly. I'm so sorry I, because you're okay. doing a great job. I just need to interject. So I think the most interesting conversation about this movie that you and I need to continue to have is how is Bella lying behind the scenes? Because she is about everything. That's number one. Number two, just remember between every single scene cut, every single one, every time we change scenes, Bella and I had uh, magic sex on that vampire bed. Every single scene. Like just remember that. You cannot see. You cannot remember enough times Bella and Edward mega fucking each other between, between scenes because that's that is what's going on. Right. Yeah. So they, so they're like, this is her adopted kid. We're <laughs> not, we're not a cult. Uh, Jacob became a dog. I've been changed. I've been changed. I'm not going to tell now. you how. Just trust me. Here's our niece that I'm adopting as a daughter. I'm 18 years old. Also, I, I touch cold now. I touch very cold. I touch very cold. And then the yeah. dad just leaves. <laughs> I mean, the that's enough for me. Like, I'm like, all right. Okay, then. And then they have an arm wrestling contest. Oh, my God. As soon as the dad leaves, <laughs> as soon as the dad leaves, I felt like we needed just, and let the games begin. You know, it, like, was so, it was so abrupt where they're like, so the good. dad leaves ready to like hang himself. Like, because he doesn't know what the world is anymore. He's going to just cry in the car driving home. Right. And they're watching him like leave. And then they're like, so Bella, how strong are you? Can you arm wrestle? And then they just go out and have. They're like, ah, we're vampires now, having fun, having great time. It's, it's time like, for the. It's time for the vampire games, right? Like they just needed that. <laughs> it's so abrupt. Where Bella, it's it's just very clear that Bella doesn't give a fuck about her family, about her dad. She just wanted to become a vampire more than anything, and now that she is one, she's like, fuck you all. I'm a vampire now. Yes, she does say the line, I was meant to be a vampire. And by the way, because I keep bringing up the biological imperative stuff, because there's another thing in here that is very troubling. Uh, The movie suggests that that her vampire powers were latent in her. As though she had magic vampire powers before she became a vampire. Right. I don't understand. Yes. Okay. Uh, she's She's magic in that respect. All right, here's my guess, and I would have loved if they had explained this. Sure. Because this whole movie, the MacGuffin is a child that's half vampire, half human. This right? whole movie, correct. And it's it's apparently an impossible thing. It's, um, a, ha- it's a half pyre, but yet people are aware pyre, of yeah. it. Well, they become aware of it, but they oh, think I it's an immortal right. child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, we'll get to the ending reveal with the rando character who shows up. Yeah. But... Uh, but that's the whole deal. I thought the further reveal was they're going to be like, yes, and Bella, you're like one-sixth vampire. <laughs> like right. you're one-sixteenth vampire on your father's side, and that's why you have this residual power. Like I thought <laughs> yeah. it was going to be something like that, where it's like she's sort of, she's so little vampire that it, it, she's more human and just has always seemed human. <laughs> have you ever noticed but, like, how you almost sparkle? Yeah, that's exactly. Because you're one-sixth of your way to sparkling. I thought that was going to be the reveal because it's the only reason she would have vampire powers before she was a vampire is that she's like part vampire, really, really removed, though. But again, it suggests that she has a magic body. 
Um, yeah. She has a magic body. So, like, I, tech, I, I feel like it's fair to say I was wrong that she was a special girl in some sense. Like, she doesn't, she doesn't turn out to be something more than a vampire. But she is magic for vampires. She is magic compared to other vampires. Because yes. her body already had magic powers in it. And her, uh, her egg is able to will people to love it. Yes, her, her, there's, her, there's she has a, lot a magic going child on there. Yeah, yeah. So there's that. Uh, uh, oh, by the way, before we get too far down the get vampire games, Charlie makes the connection that this is actually her, his daughter. Yeah, or like her daughter. Like he says, she has your eyes, and he clearly sees like this is your kid, and uh, like right. They they make a ve- they right. make a point of that with that CGI monstrosity. Yes, and. So he sees it, which means he sees that my daughter had a kid. She's lying to me about it. This kid is impossible mathematically. And he goes and leaves and kind of checks out after that. I think that's what it is. I think he's just like, he leaves and he's like, I have no daughter. (laughs) What else can he think? Like, it's got to be, I think he's just, he calluses over emotionally. Because later, here's, here's what Charlie turns into later. And I th- first of all, I think he's just like, oh, I have a granddaughter now. That's enough. I'll take it. Like, I'll take the granddaughter. Like, uh, you know, uh, I'm going to I'm going to put all this other stuff on the back burner. And later when they're having Christmas, uh, their gift to Charlie is, is a fishing is trip. That's yeah. like that starts the next day. Yeah, and the idea at this point, the little the child has grown to be, uh, uh, about a five year old. It's about a five year old yes. in terms so of. So Charlie um, must notice that. I mean, how much how much time has passed? Like I thought, I found that genuinely confusing. I was like, wait, so is this years or is no. the child growing super fast? It I turns think the out later, growing super fast. Right. It, this that's what it turns out to be later. Later, that's what we find out. Yeah. But well, they like, do a little montage where they're like measuring her height and they say something about how she's growing fast. They don't say how long it is, so you don't right. know if it's magic or not. Right. Uh, and then, the, it, but it is, it, and so Charlie's just ignoring that because he's like, I have a granddaughter. I don't care if she's growing super fast. And then they're like. Charlie, we got you a gift. It's a fishing trip. You leave tomorrow. You have to go. Right. We 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 manage stuff at your work. It's non-refundable. And Charlie's like, "You're right." Okay. Like he says, "Sounds like you're trying to get rid of me." And it's working. And and that's it. So Charlie has clearly uh bottled up and like taken all those emotions and put them in a little cupboard and set that cupboard on fire. I'm 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 arguing that he's uh he's now like he's using all kinds of recreational drugs. Yeah, like I can that's, see that. that's he's what he's numbing doing. everything. That's what he's doing. He's coping in a very unhealthy way, is what my guess would be, because he's just like, well, good enough for me. I'm gonna get the fuck out of here. I don't know what you're planning. No, uh, nobody could be that stupid. Uh, like I would argue that if you were actually dumb, right? Like imagine a world where you're dumb, Dave. Uh, I'm a little you know. dumb, but go on. Right, so imagine that world, right? I think you'd be more suspicious of this. Yeah. Like, you'd be more, I think you'd be more That's like, what, I'm saying. what is I'm this? Saying, I'm saying that I think he knows something's up. Right. He just doesn't care anymore. That's the he's only like, answer that makes any sense. Yeah, he's like, look, my daughter is part of this cult. Uh, her granddaughter is either growing very fast or they're replacing her with older kids. 
constantly. Yeah, yeah, which is like, right, do they, do they have like a fucking child lease? They returning it right. and getting new models? What's the plan here? Whatever's happening, I don't want to be a part of it. I'm going to just... <laughs> I'm just going to give it Christmas presents and take fishing trips. Right. There's one final possibility. I'm ready. I'm so excited, Dave. Which is that one of the vampires is controlling his mind. That could be happening at any time for anybody in this series. Yeah. Like, that's always possible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to uh, do? Uh, what are you going to do? It's sad, though, because like he was a really good character... And I thought in the fourth movie, he started to really step into a fun place. And I would have really enjoyed the idea of him like having to deal with vampires. Yeah, I you want know? this movie to just be about him. Right, I mean, right. You know, like I want my, I want my sad indie Charlie drama as well. By the way, uh, since we're on the topic, uh, so he ends up hooking up with that lady. Wasn't that lady his friend's wife? Am I, I wrong? I could have sworn that was his friend's wife, but maybe I'm wrong. So I, I thought it was the wife of Jacob's dad. Yeah, I, maybe not. Maybe it was like his sister or just a friend. Okay. Uh, right, but he, she was there with his dad they a lot, right? Yeah, they don't establish relationships very well in this. <laughs> so I, amazing to say about Twilight, which is yeah. literally the only thing the series is about. Especially, well, especially with the werewolves, you know? Yeah, you don't know any of the... I, I didn't fucking know their names, honestly. But all, but they, when I think they back, really, I didn't... They really put the werewolves to the side. Yeah. They're just like, they're just... Yeah. They're there to fight and be werewolves, and we're not we're not thinking about them. Not really. I didn't know the name of most of the Collinses now that I get down to it. Mm-hmm. Like, I knew Carlisle's name and Edward and Yeah, uh, there's like Alice. bro... There's bro guy. I, bro uh, guy's name is Emmett, it turns out, but I kept calling him li- linebacker vampire because that's all right. it was to me. <laughs> Uh, uh, who has this hand, uh, the arm wrestling scene? Yes, which is where we are. And uh, I just want to know after the arm wrestling scene, a scene we definitely don't need. Uh, like it doesn't reveal character, like say the arm wrestling scene in Indiana Jones. It's not like that. Uh, no, it's very quick. It's a real fun in games. It's just like oh, uh, fun in games. That's arm wrestling. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So, but we don't need that now. What we need is a story, <laughs> and we don't have that. We so don't instead, have that. So Look, we're never going to get that. No, no, no. Right. It's too late. Uh, so they have an arm wrestling competition. She wins. Then she, starts, she just starts hitting rocks. She's like hitting the shit out of rocks. And everyone's just laughing their ass off like, yeah, punch them rocks, new yeah. vampire. Wouldn't you? Punch Wouldn't you? I mean, if I could break a rock into pieces uh, and still look like I was punching in a weak way the way she does, then right. yes, I would do that, Dave. Yeah. Yeah, she uh, she looks uncomfortable punching stuff. Thank God she can break rocks with her tiny little fists. Yeah. So the next scene, I believe, is the piano scene. Uh, right. They play that piano for a bit. Yes, they do. Um, and they're having they're having a serious conversation. They are right, well, no before that they talk about concerns for the kid. Is they don't they talk about her super growing. And they say something like, I, I, I figured our time with her is limited, so I'll just enjoy it. Because I think they thought... She was going to die young. That she was going to, like the ending of Beetlejuice, just get older and older until she crumbled. Like she was um, going to be the opposite of what a vampire is? Yeah, like she, she was going to super age. Age super fast, yeah. Uh, and then they learn about... They, they say... All right, then later they're talking about how the... Uh, uh, Michael Sheen and them are 
Oh, that's it. They're like out with the. They're out with her, and she super jumps. Yeah, she floats she has in the air. Superpowers that never come into play. We never see them again. Her superpowers. Yeah, she super jumps in the air to grab a snowflake. Uh, a random like blonde cousin sees it. We met, don't really. We met her at the wedding. If you remember, she was the one at the wedding in she the last movie. She was mad at the werewolves. Yeah. Yeah, that had like a thing. She was mad about a thing, so she betrays she, them. She sees it. She runs off um, because they're like she thinks it's an immortal child, and that's when we learn what an immortal child is. Yes, and I had to. A, I had to listen to the line from Edward like four times. It's he, a child born from vampires, right? No, I think it's a no. It's a it's a vampire made a child. It? Yes, uh, they made a child into a vampire. I think that's right, what it means. and it stays that age, and it has because it's a child. If it's, it's, it's if, monstrous. Cause it, yeah, because it has a child's brain, because children are monsters. Uh, I mean, you know, right, that's what this movie believes, at least. Children are definitely sh- punishment in the Twilight universe. Right, and they show a scene with flashback of this toddler covered in blood with a pile of bodies, yeah. <laughs> which my thought is, it's weird that the toddler piled those bodies. It, well, they were also vampire bodies, weren't they? I don't know. All I know is they were in a pile, and I didn't understand why they were in a pile. But uh, yeah, maybe was, they piled them. Yeah, maybe the maybe they used the body parts like Legos or something. Yeah, and so the mother is like, "No, don't take them." And they take them, and they uh, they off camera ch- kill this child. Yeah. Um, and the mother's like, "No," so they pop her head off like a Barbie doll, which is which, a, a thing happens about twenty five times in this movie. Thank yeah, God. Yeah, apparently to decap- decapitate a vampire, you have to h- grab their head and pull really hard. Yeah, it's basically like it's basically like taking off the bottle cap for like uh like a one of those really fancy cokes. Yeah. Just twist it off and pops right off. It's great. It's it's different than humans. It's different than humans. It doesn't really bleed. It like their heads come off like it's a porcelain doll or like they're mannequins. Yep. Uh, and it created one of the funniest fight sequences in cinema history. Yes. Uh, for reasons I'm going to get into later. But uh, the need to decapitate completely determined the way they fight. And it was magical yes. because of that. Because there's a lot of like, you basically have to like put a foot on their shoulder and pull really hard Dave. like it's 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 like pulling someone a person's head off yes uh, what, what it did it, dave what it did the important thing that that decision did is it made their fight sequence into a professional wrestling match yes that's what it happened. made every everybody was trying to put each other in headlocks yes in the headlocks suplexes and somebody literally rock bottoms another person yeah. and it was wonderful <laughs> it was absolutely was wonderful uh, I enjoyed every minute of it because they took it so it's fucking so serious. It's so weird because, well, here's my question. Yeah. Every other version of this lore, when it's like you have to cut a vampire's head off. You bring swords. You bring you swords bring and knives. Swords. You you become Blade. You, you have Blade Highlander. Blade is awesome. Yeah, you Highlander. In this universe, no one brings any weapons. No, there and are also- no weapons. And so all they do is they physically tear their each. It's It's... I, I don't know how else to compare it other than imagine if people were doing this because it, it's, it's not—it's no different. When people go to war, they bring items in which to better kill each other. Right. Now imagine a war where they're not doing that. They have no weapons, and so their only uh, course of action is to physically beat each other to death. 
but like, but like not even with like the basic only way to do weapons. that. Yeah, not a single weapon. Not a single weapon. They're just grabbing with their hands, and we'll get to it. My God. Yeah, Dave. I have things to say. I, I don't want to interrupt okay. you. We got to get to that because it's uh, it, that deserves an hour of its own. It's, yeah, we're, it's get, we're getting there. We're getting there. So they, okay. they in the flashback we see the execution. Okay, but, but briefly, head. wait, wait. So they introduce the concept of oh, maybe they think it's an immortal child, and it's the first time they introduce the idea, and it's literally the first thing they should have thought of when there was a kid. Yeah, it's the first thing they should have thought. It's like, oh, this is like the one punishable by death vampire thing to do. Yeah, like we didn't think of it for a good hour and a half because we were too busy building Bella and Edward a fuck cabin. <laughs> like, what is going on? Yeah, they're like, oh, it does occur to us that the only other ch- children in the vampire world are a crime. So maybe we should think about it. But so this is the this is the struggle. Is the um, Michael Sheen thinks it's an immortal child. We have to destroy it because that's the law. What right. they really know is it's not an immortal child. It's a hybrid. And you can prove it by having it touch your face. Right, because the, the the child is apparently able to stroke your face and make you fall in love with it. Like that's its real magic power. Yes. It seems to also um, give it. It, your it's memories or something i i guess because there's so many ways that vampire like like flavors to vampire touches right. you you learn it's past or something it's like a reverse michael sheen because michael sheen can touch you and gain all your memories this kid has the worst power which is i touch you and then you get all my memories right, and it's here like, you go well, yeah yeah uh but that's okay that's the struggle and my fir- my my question from here on is can't this be solved with a phone yes, call? Yes, this is a phone call. This is not a fight. This is like, hey, man, why don't you guys get a little proactive, fly yeah. out to Rio, and let the kid touch his face? Yeah, that's Th- it. This um, is doable. It's a manageable that, problem. Spoilers, that ultimately becomes the resolution. Um, but it's it's just that, yeah, this is manageable. They just have to explain. No, that you didn't see an immortal child. It's something different. It's fascinating, yes, but it's not an immortal child. Like we don't know what it is yet. Send a letter by Raven or something. So Do instead, literally they're anything. like, yeah, this is when Alice gets the future vision and disappears, where she's like, they're kind of come after you. I'm going to disappear for some reason. Does she give a, do we get the scene where that happens? Because I thought we just found out because she left a note with the werewolves playing, to give playing, to them. Yeah, they're playing piano. She walks in, she drops something, and they're like, what is oh, your vision? Oh, right, 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 right. That's where we get into all this. Um, and right, then they which play is when it finally occurs to them that their weird haven might have weird implications because of the only yeah. law in vampiredom that we know about. The only one. Yeah. It's fucking uh, crazy. It's fucking crazy. So they play piano, and then um, Edward does. <laughs> Edward plays a hell of a piano, by the way. Yeah. That was the most relatable scene to me, because when you're, they're talking about something very serious, and then they go to the piano, and Edward plays a tune for the kid, and there's definitely that weird... When there's a kid in the room, um, if you've ever been to a family gathering, whatever, there's these moments where you'll be having this very dark conversation about death uh, like something that's happening in the family or like someone you, you know who died recently and like not a minute later you're playing with dolls you know because it's just the kids don't stop so it, it reminded me of that where they're like they're talking about this kid might get murdered and then they're like time to play piano 
it, it might be the most that he does for his daughter in this movie. It's the most human moment of the entire s- series, I think. Uh, boy, I don't know. Uh, yeah, prob- I don't probably. Know. Uh, I actually, uh, by the way, I don't know if you know if we had said this in the last podcast. The moment where Charlie walks down the aisle with uh, Bella before she gets married. Yeah, that was like she, so, that was really nice. It was like a really good moment in this franchise. She was genuinely af- like nervous. Yes. Yeah. And just the way he was about it felt very fatherly. Like I I, I liked that part. I thought that was Yeah, good. the wedding it was a delightful wedding. I love the it wedding. It was like forty minutes of a movie, but sure. Yeah. Uh anyway, that's a whole other podcast. I think we already <laughs> did it. I'm not sure. Yeah, we sure did. Yeah. Okay. Great. Uh, who knows? Time uh, who knows what 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 time is at this point? It's, I don't uh, even know. I have no idea. Uh, it's totally baffling to me that Alice and Jasper leave and decide to have this convoluted plan to tell just Bella what to do. Yes, but they don't because they put a note in a book. No, no, they a take page, a page from a, a page book. of a book. And the moment I saw that, I was like, well, that's a clue. Right, why don't you read the book? Nobody but Bella fucking reads is what it, right. we find out. Every Everybody in that room would have been like, let's go look at the book. Because she's like, it's a secret note just for you, Bella. Because apparently she knew that Bella was the only person smart enough <laughs> to realize, oh, it's a page from a book. Let's go look at the book. Because the whole idea is she leaves and she doesn't explain uh, why. Yeah, the fucking... <laughs> And she gives like yeah, she gives like a Gandalf look for me on the the, the coming of the right. second day or yes. something. Yeah, it's it's absurd. It's horror. It's stupid. Uh, it's what it's the thing that sends her to bunk ultimately, which is the point I want to say. So like that's fine. the The movie has the audacity to try to pass this off as like uh, she sent me a clue that only I would understand. The clue <laughs> is to go to Seattle. The, no, the clue is it's part of a book. Like, I just oh, can't yeah, underline yeah, yeah. it then, enough. The I cannot underline the, that enough. Right. The clue in the book is go to Seattle. Right, right. Inside, right. In the book is, yes, uh, so that nobody but her would know. And if she's the only one that knows, nobody can read her mind. That's the thought process here. Okay. And what, did, I know this is later, but what did Wendell, Wendell Pierce want? Wendell Pierce was, was apparently a... a like a some kind of a grifter travel agent. I'm not sure, but he basically gets he gets passports and visas Got for it. for uh, for just Jacob and Bella. He's uh, their crime guy. Or, They're doing crimes with him, right? Yes, he's part of the yes, he's part of the criminal enterprise. Uh, the existence of Bunk in this movie suggests a totally different narrative that we should have been thinking about the whole time. It's the weirdest fucking moment because it's Bunk because. Right. It's right. Kirsten Stewart having like dinner <laughs> with, with Bunk, Bunk for this one scene in Seattle, and it's like, what is this? Uh, it's like, well, but, he also he acts circles around everyone else in this movie. Oh yeah, because right? of course he does. He, of course he does. He adds so much flavor to that scene. Like that scene is like kind of laden with like hidden implications and stuff, and like texture to it. Yes. And it's like, uh, okay, so like everyone else could be doing this, but the bunk's the only one showing up with like yeah. a character here. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, fuck it, I got one scene, I'm gonna use it. Right. This Twilight. My I, my my daughter likes these Twilight books. I might as well fucking do a good job, you know? Yeah, I feel like he, if he really wanted the acting challenge, he should have done the same thing that he did in season one of The Wire and only used the word fuck <laughs> to communicate <laughs> fuck. all that information. Yeah. 
Oh, it w- wouldn't have been great if McDulty was right there with him, too. Fuckity, fuck, 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 fuck. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> fuck. Um, that's so good. <laughs> what a great scene. Oh, that's uh, one of the best scenes in that's one of the best scenes in television history in my opinion. Oh yeah. I really think that. It's it's uh it's incredible. Uh um but we're not there yet. We're not at I know, I'm yet. so sorry. I, I we're, uh, at, we're uh, at the part where they start recruiting X Men vampires. Yes, it's like what? We suddenly it's the X Men and we're supposed to like know this these powers or care? Yeah. I couldn't understand is- that. This is all even better knowing that this is about to amount to nothing. Yes, it amounts to nothing. Um, it's it's just masturbation. Like everything else in this franchise, this is a, this is a big jerk off, this whole thing. Yeah, so their plan is they want witnesses. They want other vampires to know what's happening so that if they get slaughtered, they'll know that Michael Sheen is um, a murderer, that he didn't do this fairly. So they go to their cousins first in like the, the snow. And from yeah, yeah, here on, cousins, yeah. yeah, from here on, every new vampire looks like a character from what we do in the shadows. Oh, that's like, interesting. They look like, yeah, yeah. they look like a spoof of a vampire. Yeah, they me. are all very cartoonish. Uh, they were picked for their extreme looking features. Also, mm-hmm. they all, every one of these vampires, in order to be memorable, has something completely asinine about them. Again, like, it's an X-Men recruitment where they're like, what's your deal? And then they do a power and it's like, oh, okay. But none of the powers make any sense. Like, so. <laughs> one of them is electrical. Right. The electrical, one, you. <laughs> the electrical one is like, like she's literally like an open outlet or something. Like that's her thing is she can, she can get close to you and cattle prod you with her electric shock. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it turns out the vampire powers range from like really great to really bad. Yeah. To just like that stupid like power. Yeah. Like Rami Malek's, Rami Malek's he's a, uh, cameo. He's a, he's, he's a waterbender at first. The yeah, first thing he's he Poseidon. Does. His first power is Poseidon. Rami Malek shows up in this movie and it's just the best. Yeah, it's He really shows good. up in this movie and starts manipulating water and then they, we learn that he can manipulate any element. Yeah, he's Captain fucking um, Planet. Yep, a, a, a power, I would argue, that if you were later in a scene where you're at war could end the war in seconds <laughs> oh shit yeah. right but that's instead- all you need you need just the <laughs> elemental guy but instead of being captain planet he performed he uses his power as something like a second-rate magician it's like just to impress people and hope that they yeah. like let him he join the like team twirls fire in his fingers but right. then until the part where he and we'll get to it he uses his power to do one major thing it, which hurts everybody. Right. It's, it, it, it's a, a real chasm. neutral choice. Yeah, he opens a fucking chasm into <laughs> the center of the earth. And it's like, why would you do that? Everybody's falling in your chasm, bro. <laughs> you just, your chasm is a big problem for everyone right you, now. You just activated a super volcano, you dumb fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 a- it's like... It's like in Call of Duty, you get the you get the nuke when you get enough kills. Right. It's like that, where it's like, okay, you're ending everything. Yeah, I congrats. See. Good for you. Uh, yeah. But, but again, yeah, he mostly takes... wants attention, though. That's like mostly what his character is. It's like, please, let me be on the team. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they Everybody takes turns touching this child. And so a lot of it is people like like taking this leap of faith to be like come to the pacific northwest there's this child you gotta touch you really gotta touch this yeah, child you and gotta it's see like for magical 
Yeah, and it's like a magic child, and once it touches your face, you're going to fucking love it. And so all these people are showing up like, what's this about a child now? And and it's a hell of a... Because there's people who are coming from like the Amazon and shit. Right, right. So they're making... I guess they can run really fast. Wait, but so wait, Dave. You haven't asked the most logical question there is. So your first question was, couldn't this all this whole thing be avoided by a phone call? That's problem Still number could. one. Problem yeah. number two is, couldn't? why does it take the evil vampires seven months to get there? <laughs> like, That's what the fuck one. are they doing? Yeah, because all these other vampires are showing right up. Right. <laughs> this Maybe is my theory. I don't know. This is my theory. They got in those dress robes, and they started walking from Italy, and they walked at a regular pace, and they yep. kept walking. They walked right into the bottom of the ocean, walked all the yep. way through it. Uh, and like and it they took had to them hang seven up their months. dress robes to dry. They're battle robes. Yeah, <laughs> they were flowy battle robes. The worst thing to ever fight in. If you don't have a fucking magic wand, those bat those robes are just a cumbersome. That's all they are. Yes, they're just they're an problem. encumbrance. Uh, uh, they um. So I don't know. The what to moment say. The, I, the moment the vampire showed up that could make you think you are in like the jungle, like could add illusions, which is another power that they could have done more, used more. They used it. What also they could have done more was Bella's power. That, yes, uh, and then we've. Yeah, we learned Bella's power. She can project her power and make it so that anybody is immune to other vampires' powers. Yeah, she's a she's a again, and I said this as a bit, but like she's basically the fucking sentinel from Destiny Two. Like that's that's what she is. She's right. like she drops Which, a fucking a, force bubble on stuff. There's an X Men that specifically drains other mutants of their powers. Too. Jubilee, right? Isn't it Jubilee? No, no, or Rogue. no. It's, it's Rogue. No, it's none of them. Um, you're thinking of the one where she like gains their powers. Oh yeah, it's not that. Um, there's one that like literally just makes your powers go away, too. Ooh, that's cool. Um, and that's what it, again, it's all X Men. Right. This uh, this felt like X Men because they gave us just a, a a circus parade of different vampires with powers, none of whom got names you could remember. Uh, well, it, I do remember Vladimir and Stefan. I remember them too because they are the funniest thing in the movie. They uh, look like fucking DJs. Yes, they do. Uh, <laughs> I guess they. I also. I remember. guess they all look like DJs. To be fair, <laughs> you couldn't pick one out and say that's the DJ from this crowd. Yeah, there's no way. There's no way. But I did remember the the guy Alistair, the attic vampire, whose job is to be skeptical at the beginning and then skeptical when he quits early. That's his entire yep. job in the movie. It's like, well, it was nice believing in stuff for about eight seconds. Fuck oh, this, right, though. that fucking guy. Is that the guy who like hated British rock? No, music? that was a different guy whose whole thing was I hate the Beatles. Yeah, that guy. That guy what? like came. He came in real hot. And it was like, it felt like they like gave each actor, they're like, look, you're only going to be in this film for so long. Pick a thing. Um, yeah. Pick a thing and uh, try to make it memorable because maybe people would remember you. And the ones that I liked were the, the women who could fucking make you see whatever you want because right. they just looked badass as They looked shit. great. Yeah, they looked great. I totally agree. Um, they didn't look like weird like Euro trash DJs like everybody else did. Um, no, they also were incomprehensible in some ways, but they did look cool they were so intense yeah. and the moment they showed up i was like they should have been here in movie one well, like these have... are characters all these motherfuckers i guess but like this should have been the first movie this shit yes that's what uh that's what you call planting and paying off a story uh yeah. is that like this moment instead of having to do a montage where we meet the idea of x-men but vampires 
that should have been what the whole franchise was about. Yeah, because if you think about The Matrix. Okay. Uh, not a great series, but they do something where they understand it, is that you start from reality, right? Right. You start, okay, you're, every, you're, you're, you're John Anderson. You're, you're Neo, yeah. Yeah, and then you learn your special boy. And you well, get uh, you get this like what is the matrix um, and you get you, you find out you get exposed to the world and the first movie is you learning how to have like cool powers and there's only like a taste of it. What they did in the second world or second movie they were like okay now you know what it all is let's expand. Right. Let's As you show, should do. Yeah, let's show what other people who are in plugged in the matrix are doing. Let's show these fucking ghosts, these programs. Let's let's expand the world and show you what what we can really do with it. And then the third movie it's like let's take it all home. Um that's the idea of what That's the idea. Are. Well, they fit that, but they have some problems. Right. This sh- should have done that, where it's like, here's the world of vampires. Second movie, they should have been like, all right, let's really open this thing up. Particularly, let's show you everything. Let's show you this world of vampires. They don't do that until this movie, where they're like, now let me show you international vampires. It's particularly a problem because they actually have the things in place to do something meaningful. Like, so the first movie... We meet James, your favorite character, James. James, scumbag James. Scumbag James, the hunter, the hunt pyre. Uh, I cheered who, when he was in the credits at the end. Yeah, yeah. I was so, like, yeah. The I problem, also like. Oh, sorry. That's okay, Dave. The problem is that, like, he ends up being arbitrary, and Bryce Dallas Howard ends up being arbitrary, and Completely. their schemes end up being arbitrary. When what we could have done was None we could have introduced. Had- all these people and had this yeah. be the conflict. Yeah, because none of ultimately that James plotline ends in part three and is over. Uh, yeah. I mean, right. He's a I reference waiting, in movie three. Uh, like, that's it. Yeah. They needed. I wanted like <laughs> I wanted like uh, uh, fucking uh, what's his name? Michael Sheen to be like to at the end be like, but it's personal. You killed my son, James. Yes. <laughs> you know, like I wanted, I wanted, like, it's the sort of thing where we talked about why we, we criticized the James saga yes, we from did. the start. We were like, why is this in here? Isn't it, should, shouldn't it just be werewolves versus vampires? Um, shouldn't that be the through line? And then at the end, they find a common enemy, um, which they could do. They could set up the Michael Sheen stuff and then they have the kid. They could still have all that stuff. But they spent so much time spinning their wheels on the James stuff that it ultimately, yeah, it didn't matter. No, it, it's, it, it doesn't feel like, honestly, it doesn't feel like the, the, uh, the author of the novels totally knew what to do with the novels beyond the third one. Oh, 100%. Like, I think the fourth novel is very much like, uh, now I got to make a Harry Potter so I can wrap this up. Yeah. Uh, and it's very poorly done. Because there's not enough material for a Harry Potter. Yep. Um, Here's what you do. Well, uh, Harry Potter, again, from the very beginning, like this is like obvious hero's journey stuff. And you know this, but I'm saying it for the audience. Like Harry Potter is set up from moment one, the first frame of the first movie and and same for the book. His mortal enemy tried to kill him and he's going to to finally be free and achieve his destiny. He has to make that right. Like, his destiny is marked on his forehead from the very right. beginning. And it's literally marked on his forehead because, spoilers, the forehead mark ends up playing a, a, a part of his hero's journey uh, right. that's more than symbolic. 
So, like, that's, uh, you know, J.K. Rowling's done some shitty things of late, but, like, at least she understood Hero's journey with Harry Potter. She at least understood that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. J.K. Rowling's uh, uh, now clear a very stupid person with terrible opinions who is shitty, but, like, the Harry Potter franchise itself, you know, people loved it because it told a story correctly. I mean, it understands it understands how to it's, plant and pay off a narrative in a way that people like. Right. It's it's the South Park joke about Mel Gibson, where they're like, Mel Gibson might be a like racist maniac, but he 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 knows how to put together a story. Right. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, those two things are unrelated to each other. Yeah. Um. And and yeah, the Harry Potters. That's what if I had written this Twilight. Um. First movie, introduce vampires. End on werewolves. End on Jacob's a werewolf. They fight werewolves. Like cliff, like a cliffhanger. Oh, there's vampire. Oh, there's werewolves. No, no. Well, you have werewolves throughout. Instead of scumbag James, it's a werewolf. Pr- um, Got it. Issue. Um, and you end on the reveal that Jacob's a werewolf. Um, okay. You, you show the werewolves before that. So you so show like the, the wolves, and, but not the werewolf part. It's wolves, but, yeah, not, but a yeah, werewolf. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess. Um, and then second movie, you're doing the triangle. You're doing the Jacob versus edward uh uh the relationship stuff you do the werewolf war stuff um right those two things seem like they should happen concurrently yeah introduce michael sheen as like a side character like get us like what they they, i think they do in the second yes they did he's only really in the second one other than this yeah so like plant that seed uh third movie i think you would do just like more emotional stuff with them uh, Michael Sheen getting involved and like the wedding and the pregnancy or something, right? Yeah, I mean, well, I would okay. also make Jacob turn. I would make Jacob turn more sinister. I would make Jacob become like the bad guy or something. Like I would do. I would work the three movies to do something really like complicated with the relationship. Here, here's my so that pitch. By the time they have the kid, then it's about oh the kid's the MacGuffin. Where it's like, oh no, the Michael Sheen is after the kid, and you have like a Snape situation where at the end, Jacob does like a one eighty. Right. Here's my pitch. You ready for this? Okay. Michael Sheen wants to destroy the Collinses, right? That's like, and that's like clearly what the fifth movie's about. He wants to destroy them. Yeah. So in order to do that, he gets involved in this relationship that's murky. Right, and right. he does so in a way that seems like a friend. But what he actually ends up doing is he ends up deploying Jacob, using his jealousy, to push them into making some kind of a bad decision. Could be as simple as like uh, somehow Jimmy rigging so that she gets pregnant. You know what I mean? It could be something that dumb and simple, sure. right? Like because we actually kind of need an explanation for that, and we don't get one, but fine. Mm-hmm. So like somehow, whether it's you know eliminating vampire condoms or whatever it is that Jacob does. Michael Sheen actually creates this child, which he then uses as an excuse to condemn the Collins, which is what they were trying to do anyway, right? That's like what the Emperor? To- like Emperor yes. Palpatine yes. or whatever? Yes. Right? Yeah. So, like, he's concocted this thing, right? He's concocted right. it because it was an excuse. It was always an excuse to get rid of the Collinses so he can consolidate all of vampiredom <laughs> under his weird authoritarian vampire right. thing, he's right? Like- his whole plan is he just goes to clans, finds the best vampire, and kills the rest. Is that right? what? He, oh, oh, is that what he's doing? Is he like a? Is it like a? Well, I want to get into this. Like before, a Nazi thing? Can, is that what he is? I, I don't think it's a Nazi thing. I mean, it's Nazi esque, I guess. Like it's like um, a, but it's like Aryan finding, race stuff, right? Well, at one point, 
They mentioned that he wants Alice. Because of her powers. And I want to get into that. Um, but but you, you were doing something. Here. It's okay. Let, something. Not yet. Uh, so the point is, like, we're trying to fix it so that it's a five-book arc. Right? Yeah. And to me, in order for it to be a five-book arc, you have to have uh, the Michael Sheen character proactively affecting the story. Like he can't. Yeah, just even if be... he's like the emperor, where he's in the background, like good. Yeah, like, but I think. Sending... But again, that's boring. Whereas, like, uh, again, the strength of Harry Potter is at some point Voldemort's decision to become Voldemort ends up playing itself out in events. Right. Like the way that I'm trying not to spoil something in case people didn't show up here for the for the Harry Potter stuff, like. Uh, Voldemort makes a decision that is the beginning of Voldemort, essentially. And that decision creates a series of problems and obstacles that, ne- that motivate these movies. Right. Um, and, he's in f- and he's physically involved in that. Uh, and like, I think in Michael Sheen's case, he should seem like an ally to this weird love relationship that the movie's about, but he should actually be using it as a pretense to destroy this vampire colony uh, like coven, this vampire coven, which is what he does with the information in this movie, and instead right. uh, ends up sort of undermining his own authoritarian regime, and then he gets beheaded. That should be right. how the movie goes, right? Yeah. It's not, though. <laughs> no, no, it's not even fucking close to that. No, uh, it's not even fucking close. Not even close. Um, uh, should we get back to... Uh, were we, we in Twilight? Well, no, 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 no. We still have plot to do. Uh, so look, highlight, we're in highlight, we're in highlight. Correct. So, so briefly, I just wanted to mention because we were in the montage where we're learning all the X X men vampires. So in the middle of this montage, we get this fact from Jacob where he's like, you know, because there's so many werewolves or so many vampires in town, new werewolves are turning. And so we get this scene where some poor schmuck is walking down the woods, walking in the woods and he gets a wolf spasm. He just becomes a wolf, right? (laughs) Right, he's, like, he's just like, oh, why? No, no. <laughs> yeah, they really, they really, uh, yada yada that. That was they're like, yeah, there's new werewolves now. <laughs> yeah, but we don't meet them. Uh, they don't matter no. at all narratively. It's more just a hilarious seed that they gave us. <laughs> they're, they're technically fodder. Yeah, yeah, not. yeah. They're there. They're there to be hugged to death, which is how you treat bad dogs. Yeah, God, I can't wait for the we get to the war scene. Um. <laughs> So, yeah. so what's happening is, um, the, all right, this is the part where I was like, okay, so they talk about him as like, he just wants to kill the Cullens, My, Michael Sheen. Uh, yeah, and they for reasons say, that are unclear. Why does he want well, to do they that? Say, they say it's what he does. That's what those, those the techno DJ guys guy, are kind of saying, where they're like, they just, they go around and they, and I think the idea is that he takes people from their clans who he wants their powers and he puts them in his clan and he kills the rest, which I don't know how he gets their cooperation by doing that or their uh, allegiance. Yeah. Wh- why he needs to be more powerful than he is. Yes. For, he needs to be to more sense. powerful. All he can do is fucking read your memories. Uh, that's it. He's very easy to de- defeat. Uh, spoilers. Yeah. Uh, uh, yes. He's not, he's not that powerful. So they say that, and then they say, like, he wants Alice. Maybe that's why she left. She knew that he wanted her. So fucking suddenly the movie, on a dime, shifts from Alice as the special one. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. It's so weird that he doesn't want Bella 
or he doesn't want Edward. He doesn't want one of our main characters. They're like, oh, it's Alice he wants. I thought Edward's power was the most unique of the vampire powers. I don't know. Alice can see the future, and that's pretty fucking gnarly. That's right, great. But, but Edward can read people's minds, a thing that the mo- this movie basically forgets. But so can Michael Sheen. He doesn't need a double no, up on No, no, no. He has to touch you to read your mind. Oh, right, right, right. Edward doesn't have to do it. They say this in the second movie. They're like, you know, like his power, like that's why they won't let him die because his right. power is too good. But they never, all right, in the first X-Men movie, they do this thing where they're like, Magneto wants Wolverine's power. Right. And then the twist is, oh, no, he wants Rogue's power. In this, they don't set up that he wants anyone's power <laughs> until they say it. Someone walks up and they're like, oh, yeah, he takes people. And it's like, oh, and he wants Alice. And it's like, oh, okay. I guess that's his motivation. uh, He has absolutely no reason to do anything that he does. No. Absolutely no reason. It doesn't matter what line of dialogue they shit on top of this question mark. Right. Uh, It still doesn't hang together because you don't assault somebody's family when you want them to work for you. Right. Like, so what? Uh, I don't understand it. I think he just he wants to enslave one of them and like the idea is he kills the whole family and then they have nothing to live for. I don't know. I don't understand it. Um at one point it doesn't matter. So they 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 drop wait, no. They they send the dad on a fishing trip and then they right, go right, to the right. battlefield with their child. They bring their child to the battlefield. Um just so briefly before you say anything more about this. How many vampires are there in the world? I don't know. I'm going to say there's 50. In the world. I, I think every single vampire is there. Wow. I know. Why wouldn't they be? I disagree. I think there's th- at least thousands, maybe millions. I'm going to tell you why there aren't. Because, uh, because we have the one scene where we find out what Michael Sheen's buddies are doing. Where they go and like interrogate this one guy... To dis- and like his purpose is to find out, are you going to join us or are you going to join the Collinses? And he's like, just the only other vampire we ever meet. And right. uh, it's not because he's like close to Carlisle, I don't think. He's just another vampire. So to me, it suggests that literally all the vampires in the world are there. It uh, makes sense because one, people don't notice that there's vampires everywhere. Right. Uh, but they definitely have an infrastructure and a big, like, they have money, they have a system. Uh, but it would make sense if it's just, like, a handful of vampires throughout the world. And that's why, that that also explains Michael Sheen's, like, I'm trying to build this clan up. Right. Because exactly. when I heard that, I was thinking, like, what is this, a vampire gang war? What's the point of this? But the point would make more sense if there's not that many vampires. That's, and that's he's my like, thought I want, here. I'm trying to consolidate it to, like, uh, like 20 vampires that are really good. Right. He's, he's trying to be Isaac the Bruce. That's, like, that's what he's trying to do. Is right. like, I got to unite the clans here and, like, uh, make ourselves a vampire I- I- nation. Because, like, we're just sort of a couple of tribes, really. Yeah, he wants to organize all the vampires. I don't know. That would make more sense. There doesn't seem to be... Because they're... If they're... Well, that brings up a lot of questions. Then. It does. But just before you go any further, I just want to get this one thing out. And then I... So, uh, as part of the let's get everybody together to fight thing, uh, because, that, by the way, that's what they do before they start recruiting fucking vampires is like, 
or like they, they're talking about, hey, we don't need to fight. Hey, man, we're just going to have like there's going to be witnesses and they were just going to have a little chat and it's no big deal. Right. Uh, yeah, okay. but it might be a fight. And then Edward Edward gives basically like his the Mel Gibson speech of this movie. Right. Yeah, he does. Like the you know, like isn't Where that he talks fighting about, for? yeah, he says the he's he goes off on the Jews. <laughs> and uh, says a lot of racist stuff. That's what I assume yeah. you mean by the Mel Gibson speech. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thank yeah. you for saying that. Uh, that yeah. ruins the joke I was going to say, which is I was half <laughs> expecting the vampires to do a USA chant at the end of it, but right. uh, but I enjoyed your joke more. So let's have sure. that one for the record. Producer, sure, sure, write that sure. down. That was the joke sure. we did. Yep. Write that one down. Yep. Uh, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, so if, <laughs> what if there's only, I don't know, it's probably more than 50. It's like 100 or something, however many vampires are there. What if there's only 100? May, I mean, what if? It, all right, here's the problem. I'm ready. Is that Michael, Michael Sheen, they're like, this is the vampire council. There's the vampire law. And they, <laughs> they, they decide everything. But that wouldn't be true if there's like, like 15 of them. Then they're just another gang that's just like, we're the Vampire Council. Here's our vampire law. And all the other vampires would be like, uh, no, you're not. Yeah, like, except for it seems like they have enough of them on their side. That but that's the, that's the thing. It's like uh, they seem to be a infrastructure. They seem to be a government. Uh, are they just is the idea that it's just gang wars yes. and they have the yes. most powerful gang. So they're like, we're laying down the law. I this mean, is the rules. Newsflash. That's all. That's all fucking countries are. Is just big. And I gangs. guess they're just the oldest, and they're the oldest and most powerful vampires. Isn't that so what they're, they're like, communicating? Look, we de- we've dealt with immortal children before, like you know, centuries ago. So we know what's up. You don't have them. We're gonna come at you. It's just funny because they treat it like this is the vampire. Like, yeah, I guess it's 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 different I, I, if it's a competing tribe than if it's like because how I how I had pictured this universe until this moment is that the Cullens are just a family. Right. And yes, vampires are very tribal because they're vampires. They have to stick together. They invite, you know, when they turn someone, it's like, now you're with us. Um, that's just coming naturally with the, the lifestyle. But um, they, uh, but there's a government. There's vampires everywhere. It's like anything else. And it's just, there's a common, there's vampire laws. Um, the only one being don't, make a fucking child but like when they go up to visit their cousins and stuff it just feels like there's just casually vampires everywhere like they don't they talk about like like the ones that come in and they're like we're just passing through like in the first movie i don't know if they do man uh, because again it you feels can- like i don't know it doesn't feel like there's only a hundred because that means that like a, a sizable chunk of them are just in the pacific northwest no, no, it just no. That's not true because the ones in the snow aren't in the Pacific Northwest. Like they, like again, I think it's just the Collins in the Pacific Northwest. No, because then James, scumbag James, passes yes, through. Yes, three first other movie. right, three other vampires pass through. That's a correct. lot is happening in the Pacific Northwest. And then when they go sure. to take out their cousins, their cousins are like in the snow. But I assume it's like Canada or something. Uh, but you Canadian don't fucking vampires. know. I mean, literally, like it could be North America, think, but I it could easily be. I think the answer is neither do they. I think the idea is because we haven't even gotten to the reveal of the that rando. I, I, um, I'm, I'm going to argue with you here, Dave. I need you to hear me out on this, okay? 
I think there are only a hundred vampires, and I'm going to tell you why. Okay. If if you were in charge of a vampire state, right? If you're in charge of one, first of all, you'd wear Hold the on, exact same outfit. It. Let me picture it. Let me picture it. Thank you. Go ahead. Get it. Get it okay, right. I'm get it right there. in your I'm mind there. palace. Get it I'm right there. in your mind I'm palace. So yep. look, you would wear the same fucking outfit as Michael Sheen. That's the first thing. Don't yes, lie and say you wouldn't. Of course I would. Is, no, is, fucking of course. His outfit's exquisite. Second thing is, if you're trying to quell a rebellion, right? If or, or or if you're going to assassinate and consolidate power meaninglessly, by the way, uh, you don't go there yourself if you have an army of vampires. You don't do that. You you send one of your underlings to do it. That's how governments work. The fact that he shows up with all the people who are the head of government suggests this is all there is. Here's my theory. Yeah. Uh, they're like a they're ancient vampire council. They've clearly been uh, doing things themselves for a while now. Well, they're in Italy, which suggests, of course, that it's uh, they're, um, they're the connection to the ancient vampires like from right. the church. I don't think this is an official situation i think he i think on the side he likes to collect his counsel by recruiting people and he recruits people by murdering their families and adding one more uh so i think this is more like a personal thing that he's doing so he wants to be there and he brings some like cop vampires but i which that again suggests there's no other vampires no other larger vampire body because otherwise, why don't the fucking vampire cops show up? You know? They do. I think he's there with some vampire cops. But they all work with him. Which again, but I think it, it's like a turf war, too. Like, I think it's a collective, like, laws between them. They're, I, I mean... You, Dude, he's waging war. The way, they, the way he's waging war, and again, it could be because... Hold on, hold on, Dave. Hold on. Okay. The way, the way he's waging war, and it could be because this is stupid... Is the way it's like it's like Pharaoh riding out into battle with chariots. You don't do that in a modern ma- nation state. Like you just don't. Like you no, can you imagine ever? Can you ever imagine not, any president wrong. doing that? I think what it is is that the movie wants us to think there's a large world of vampires. It does want us to think that. I agree. But the most logical conclusion is that there's only a hundred. I think that's what it is. Is that you're right. Is that the evidence seems to think that, yeah, but uh, but the movie clearly doesn't want us to think that. They want us to think there's vampires everywhere. It's a society on top of ours. Uh, that's how it, yeah, but... But Michael I, I, Sheen's, his, the way he, that's the thing. I'm coming from that assumption because I think that's the universe that is is posited by the the, the movies. Like they're starting from that. Like there's vampires everywhere. There's a government, but it doesn't ever say true, vampires are everywhere. It never actually says that. I it's think just what we assume. Now I think it's just yeah. what we're assuming, and I don't think you're wrong, by the way, because we're bringing Harry Potter logic to this, right? right. But again, we only really see vampires in like a few places. We see them in Forks. We see it's him. weird because then in their phrasing when they're like, we're going to go ask other vampires to come, they say like the vampires we know. They don't say we're going to go ask all the vampires. Like they're like, these are just the ones we know. And they go around the world asking Remy Malik and, and, and those Canadians and stuff. Uh, so they the do impl- suggest the it's the ones they know. Is that like, is that they're like, I don't know. You're 
it's they very complicated. They're standing because, up to the government. That's what they're doing. Yes, they are. They're Cleavon Bundying it. They're militia. Uh, but they're God again. I think you're right because here's another argument for what you're saying. If it was a world of vampires, wouldn't there be an American vampire government? Well, that's what I mean. It doesn't have the Harry Potter infrastructure. There's no yeah. like there's no Ministry of Magic and like that's the best thing about Harry Potter is like that they like uh, Harry Potter is such a big deal that you get these important figures and involved and it feels like a big deal. In this world, this guy and his like seven guys, like his seven fucking weird lurches that follow him around is it. That's all there is. They're like ruling the world apparently. Yes, ruling the vampire yeah. world. Yeah. And they're out doing it out of like Italy and not like they're not like it's not Washington. It's not a vampire president. Um it's that is very weird. Again, I, th- I think the mo- I think the movies don't want us to think this, but I think all the mo- all the evidence that you're presenting seems to say, yeah, there's only like a hundred vampires. Yeah, like everybody but four or five of them is there. This is all the yeah. vampires there are. Yeah, there's like a few watching TV. Yeah, there's some abstainers, right? There's some there's some neutrals. I don't know. Uh, but and I say that because like. Uh, if if there were more vampires, if that was a thing, the first thing they would be doing is if you had a government that's in charge of vampires, the first thing you'd be doing is like registering new powers. That's the number yeah. one thing you got to do. Is like, okay, so like your thing is that you breathe, you have smoke that takes over your senses. Got it. Your thing is you're Poseidon. Got it. You have yeah. cattle prod hands. Got it. You know, like you got to know that shit, right? What the va- the vampire council? You want to know their power? You want to know what everybody's power is? You have to I register. Know, they're not fascists. What's that? They're not fascists. They, no, but it's not about it's not about fascism. It's the same thing as a birth certificate. Like if you you want to know who's right. who is a vampire and you want to know what those vampires' powers are, because let's say there's an incident, right? Let's say a vampire. Well, they do seem very interested in the affairs of who's going to become a vampire. I don't know if they're this organized. I think they're well. They're they're not. Again, there's not enough of them. There's not yeah, enough of them to be organized. Like, like you this. said, it's it's that's another reason that it would be like a hundred. Um, I don't know, man. It, it's uh, they're all there. That's my theory. This is all of them, and this is like this is their fucking WrestleMania. We're getting their WrestleMania right, right here. Right. My theory is that it's not a very well written series. Oh, uh, duh. Like right. <laughs> We're doing our best here, Dave. No, but I think you're right with the information we have. Yeah, I think there's only like a hundred of them. Yeah, there's only a hundred vampires in this stupid world, and we saw all of them. Yeah, <laughs> we and saw they all every suck. fucking one of them. Yeah, they're all fine. Uh, there's only like three cool ones. Remy Malik. I, I mean, I can't argue with vampire Remy Malik. So, I mean, I got to be honest with you. Taking aside everything uh, story wise, Michael Sheen's character is delightful in this movie. <laughs> like, I well, all right, enjoy let's him talk so about much. the sound he makes when he hears that. Oh heartbeat. my god, that squee that. <laughs> yeah, that was incredible. <laughs> his so, delight, yeah. his ghoulish delight in everything that happens in this battle is yeah, like heartwarming. We're at the battle now. They bring their child to the battle. Yeah, and I just want to make is, sure that there's anything else that we missed here. We talked about the bunk, so we got to that. Uh, yeah. We talked about the fact that the stacks of money suggest there's a crime operation, so that's yes. good. Uh Oh, by the way, no, there's so there's a great line where they're waiting for the battle where Edward says, <laughs> Edward looks over at Carlisle and he goes, Carlisle, I've never thanked you. 
for this extraordinary life. Yes. And then he like pats his shoulder and I'm like, so then thank him. You know what I mean? Like that's not thanking. That's saying you never did it. So thank him. But he didn't yeah. do it. <laughs> no, he didn't. Well, be, uh, maybe he's being sarcastic because, you know, Carla did put him in a cult, vampire cult. <laughs> yeah, it's just, uh, it's another one of those badly really written lines where it's like, so thank you is the line yeah. that we need here. <laughs> <laughs> so the plan is to, they give, they have a passport for Jacob and what's her face? Um, the yes. child. Yeah, so like that is, and, and that's so, supposed to tell us, we're supposed to learn from that, that Bella and Edward are not perceived in the future for Renisme. Like meaning right. that there's, they might die at this battle. That's what we're supposed yes. to get from that. Yeah, which is like, I would still give them all passports, but whatever. Uh, even if I knew they were going to die. I guess they're expensive, but they don't seem to have money problems. Um, so the idea is at a certain point in this battle, she's going to go, go, and then she'll ride off on the doggy and they'll, I guess, go to the airport and just get out of there. Uh, yeah, I don't know what, I mean, I guess Jacob is at this point willing to live like a hobo someplace or like, yeah, I guess, I guess because he's imprinted on this child, he he doesn't get to have a home or a wife or a, or a job or anything. Yeah. So the battle and I I'm putting battle in big air quotes. Um, we need to keep calling it the rumble because that's what it is. It's a royal well, it's rumble. It's not even a rumble. I mean, I don't want to get. It's ahead a royal of rumble, myself. Dave. It's a royal rumble. That's what it is. It's. I mean, but it doesn't happen. No. Yes, it does. Oh no, no. You mean that it didn't exist? Uh, that, you're it, right yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, so what happens is uh, 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 Michael Sheen is like, let me touch the child. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and he's so delighted and then by it. He understands then. He's like, oh, I see. It's not an immortal child. Uh, Problem solved. (laughs) Right. It's like, okay, so so the movie's over now. Yeah, they're all out there. They all got out here in the snow. Some hunters probably watching them from afar, like thinking they're LARPers. Uh, Maybe, but like if you just quick logistics here, quick logistics, the way they line up, they line up like five football fields apart from each other. Yes. And there's no reason for it. Like, it's just like, you can get, like, nobody has guns or knives having, or anything. They're having full conversations. <laughs> and like, like a I'm Grand Canyon. Like, what? I guess they're vampires. They have super hearing, but like. But it's still like, they have the Grand Canyon amount of chasm between them. Yes. And like, they don't need to. And therefore, because of that, every single dramatic gesture that happens takes forever because somebody's got to walk across the fucking ice to get to yes. the other person. It's so dumb. Yes. It's, oh my God. I couldn't believe it. So they, so problem solved. <laughs> he's, right. he's like, oh, okay, it's not a moral child, but he clearly wants the Cullens anyway. Uh, so he yeah. starts ramping up his group and being like, but she's still scary. We should do something about her. Alice shows up and is all like, wait. Right. Again, if this had been actual WWE, the only thing that would have been different is that she would have had entrance music. That's the only yes. thing that would have been different. Otherwise, it would have been exactly the same. Yes, 100%. <laughs> and she puts, she puts her hand on him. or he, he, She's like, it's not a threat. The child doesn't grow up to be a threat. Right, because that's I the pretense proof. that he uses, right? He uses a pretense that, like, yep. well, he, the child is human, but we don't know if it's going to be a threat later. Can you yeah, wait and, and find out? You know? And she's like, touch my hand. I can show you. So he touches her hand, and then she goes, you don't care either way. War! 
Right, more war, war, yes, exactly. Uh, and gives, then they... She, she gives the greatest kick in the air I've ever seen in a movie. Is she the one she kicks him across the she fucking... She kicks him into, this, into, this, into the solar system, by the way. Like, she yes. just kicks him so hard. Yes. Yeah, it's incredible. And, um, and then the battle starts. Yeah, I would say that, like, the first real act of the battle, like, the first definitive act of the battle is Carlisle charges. Michael Sheen yes. and him meet each other in the air like it's... <laughs> like it's yep. wizards fighting in the clouds or something. And then Michael Sheen comes back down to the earth, grinning as he holds Carlisle's severed head. <laughs> right. And at this point, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, that was awesome. That was fucking awesome. I totally agreed. Yeah, I was like, everything matters Yes, now. it did. I agree. It was suddenly, very good. Yeah, suddenly it all matters. Uh, and it's it's like it felt like in Harry Potter when it got to that point where it's like people are fucking dying. Uh or Lord of the Rings, or any series where you get to the end and they're like, "All right, guess what? Uh, all bets are off. This series is at a at an end." So Carlisle gets fucking beheaded, and I was like, "Holy fuck!" Which was a really good move because he doesn't really matter, but he symbolically matters a lot in the story. Yeah. And it was like, "Oh, this is gonna be great." Okay, here we go. And so they have an all-out brawl, and um, it, the, the brawl turns out to be basically one long Thanos snap. Like, it's yes. just, it's just, okay, this one dies, that one survives, that one dies, this one survives, got it. People are fucking dying, but I would argue not the people who matter for what we're about to happen. No. Uh, I'll come back to that. No, by but, the way, they should have just murdered Edward, since it's given what, the, given thank what happens. You. They should have murdered Edward. Right, that would have been amazing. Remy Malik opens a chasm, which a bunch of people <laughs> fall into, not helping Remy, not helping at all. No, he just Gandalfs the shit out of the bridge, basically. That's yeah. what he does. <laughs> um, and they're having this, the, we have already talked about this wrestling battle where they're like, they're like tearing each other limb from limb. They're, the they, wolves are eating their heads off. Dakota Fanning gets her head eaten off by a that wolf. That was very charming. Uh, Dakota Fanning was great in this movie, by the way. Yeah, well, she didn't have much to do, and she but was she did a great she did a great job it. with it. Yeah, uh, right. She was good at the thing she does. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It. I don't know why they're fighting. I don't know if he wants Alice at this point. I don't know if he wants to kill the child. I don't know if he just wants uh, revenge. My argument is that because they're vampires, like at any given moment, once like once the civility shackle is off, they're going to act like terrible monsters until it's over. And then they're going right. to resume their civility. I feel like that's just generic vampire rules in general. Yeah, but it they don't know why they're doing it, right? There's no at this point. There's, there's no, no reason, reason to do it. There's absolutely no reason to have this fight, other than I guess Michael Sheen's character in this vision decided I'm going to destroy these people because. Right, um, Alice's little BFF, her 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 boy, uh, what's his name? Jasper. Gets, Jasper gets decapitated. Yes, he does. Uh, and it was like, oh shit, it's on and this was the point where i was like okay uh remy malik you got to be working better but yeah. i loved the fight it was brutal it was dirty and it was it was like you said like wrestling moves at one point they rip a guy's jaw they yes, rip they his do. head off from the jaw yeah and it was like vampires fighting they fight like fucking maniacs yeah th this was it, it was a very good professional wrestling fight that's really what yeah. it was there were really suplexes was. There were rock bottoms, uh, there were literal jump kicks, there were top rope jumps. It was All of it was fantastic. At what, am I mistaken, or does at one point Edward 
hurl Bella at Michael. Sheen. Yes, they th- they use each other like fucking like like chairs, just yeah. like hucking them at each other. It's crazy. Yeah. Meanwhile, um, J- Jacob now has the kid on his back. He's galloping through the woods. He almost gets attacked, but he kills a. Um, he bites the head off some other vampire. Yeah. So. I want someone to digitally add blood to these scenes. Uh, dude, it, it, the only difference between this and a rated R movie is we would see breasts yeah. and there'd be blood. That's the only difference. Yeah, because they're eviscerating each other. They're doing awful things, brutal things to each other. Again, they have to like really work at pulling off the heads. Um, yeah, it, it doesn't look Edward like it's Bella, easy for them. They do it as a couple. They do a little couple beheading. Like, you know the way in movies where it's like, oh, I snapped their neck, and, like, it's a thing that everyone's like, oh, yeah. Like, this movie's, like, it feels like it's just as hard to snap a neck as it would be for a normal person. That's what and I was saying. And then they have to is, keep going. They have to keep going and, like, rip the head off. Yeah, it's the equivalent of pulling a, re- a regular human's head off. Also difficult. Yeah, it, yeah, or like, like opening that to, really stucco jar of pickles. You know what I mean? Like it's just right. like they got a really fucking twist. You would uh, you would literally have to have someone like holding the body down while you grabbed the head at the neck and pulled as hard as you could, and even then you might not break their head off. You know, it's a really gruesome thing I'm describing, but that's what they're doing. It takes all the effort. Yeah, it's it's uh, it, it's it's very visceral. I was surprised by that. Yeah. Yeah. And so they, Bella and, and Edward fucking tackle Michael Sheen. It was great. The, as a couple, one of them holds him while the other pulls his fucking head off. Yeah. Before that happens, by the way, he is watching, like he, even though he kind of initiated the fighting, he kind of steps back and observes it for the most part, like very yeah. emperor style. And he is just thrilled. He is thrilled with this battle, having the best time. In the world. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He gets a little upset when Dakota Fanning gets her head bitten off. But uh, overall, he's, he's yeah, he's good with it. Overall, he's giving this one a thumbs up. He's recommending it to another vampire chieftain. Right. And then yeah. we get to the reveal. Right. Much like, much like Final Destination, the idea, because they show, like, the flames going towards Michael Shannon's beheaded uh, head, his, his decapitated head. And it then cuts to Michael Sheen uh, standing there, and it turns out this was all a vision of Alice's. Yeah, the third sh- act battle scene is just a vision. Right. It's it's literally a 20-minute fake-out, the point of which is to convince Michael Sheen, don't do this, you'll die. Yeah, it's the fucking battle at Helm's Deep or whatever. Like, it's it's a epic battle that you think you're now watching the Twilight series come to an end, come to a thrilling climax, where you're like, this is what it all led to, and it is just a vision. And then Michael, Michael Sheen is like, okay, I guess we won't fight you. Right. Unbelievable. It's such a deflating decision. Like it's uh, it's the most de- demoralizing thing I've ever seen in a movie. It's so demoralizing. Yeah. And then the movie basically ends. Yeah, that's it. That's basically it. And I sat there being like, "Wait, nothing happened in the movie." Yeah, nothing happened. Like it was uh, again. Like we were saying, like if they were gonna do that, they should kill like Edward and the people who were like, "Holy shit, no!" You know. Because uh, ultimately nothing happened. The deaths were realistic in the battle where they killed like side characters that you were like, oh yeah, they would do without it. 
that's what's so fucking weird about it to me is remember in x-men days of future past oh boy dude i think i might have watched that once the idea of that movie is that they're going back in time to fix battles okay so the first scene that you see is um a bunch of sentinels storming the x-men's lair and killing the x-men and you're like oh my god these characters like i recognize some of them they're getting killed and then it's revealed that it's all changed from time travel and that's the that's the plot that's the idea and mm-hmm, then at the mm-hmm. end they do the same thing only you know ahead of time that's what's happening right you know okay this is all dependent on time travel so they show like magneto dying they show storm dying they show all your characters that you love dying and you're like oh fuck because it shows the stakes are high and then it all goes away because the time travel worked and that so feels satisfying gonna, it did in that because you know what's going to happen it's okay. not a reveal you know it's not like it's not the best movie but like in in the context of the movie you know that's what's happening you know that okay if they succeed in the past because they're cutting back and forth from the future where this is happening to the past when they're trying to prevent it from happening okay so the idea is like that's what's at stake you're watching them all die unless they succeed in the past um and so i guess what i'm getting to is that when you have an illusion like that you you kill the main characters yes that's what they should have done they should have really like oh my god edward died yeah we should have thought what we were seeing but because they kill like secondary characters there's no question that what we're seeing is real because it's not only real but it feels like how the movie should go because they win so are you arguing that's a good or a bad thing? Cause like the, I'm I, arguing it's terrible because they fucking win. They rip off Michael Sheen's head. And at that point I was like, hooray. Right. Like the movie did the thing. And then they're like, no, it was all a dream. And I was like, why did you want that to be a dream? It's the story of them winning the battle. And, and you didn't, you didn't lose anybody that would be a terrible future without them either. Right. That mattered. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I think it was kind of a fun idea to do a fake out like that. Not for this, though. Uh, yeah, they should have. It should have been like Michael Sheen dies, but at what a cost? Edward and Bella also die, or yes, something like exactly. that. Yes, exactly. And so we watch, and we're like, I don't want this to happen. And right. then the real is like, congratulations, it didn't happen. But instead, they give us the thing we want to see happen. And then they're like, psych, it didn't happen. And then Michael Sheen just bounces. He's like, okay, never mind. Right. Confirming that this could have all been a phone call. I mean, I think it's actually the perfect metaphor for this movie, though. Mm-hmm. Right? Which is like, it's a lot of buildup for a thing that ultimately is nothing. It's ultimately nothing. It's ultimately nothing happens. Yeah, nothing happens. It's, uh, this is the worst movie in terms of consequence out of all of yeah. them. Yeah. It's not even, nothing happens even on a romantic level. The oh, I, dis- I disagree. Had- One important thing happens, but. Oh, uh, but, yeah, but there's ahead. a few things. But yeah. uh, you know what I mean, where it's like it's the least consequential, it feels. Um, all the other movies, it was like they always had these side battles, but the real story was Bella and Edward and Jacob. Um, even this one, they treat it like, okay, here's the main event. And then it's. I, I, I can't stress for people enough. It's all a dream. Right. It isn't anything. It's 15 minutes of very epic battle that are not real, just for the purposes of making the conflict resolve 
although it resolves the conflict and in a more satisfying way than what it ends up doing because this series was too afraid to kill anybody. Yep. It didn't kill a sing even the bad guy. Well, no, it killed people in the first couple movies. Right. But it, like the, the finale main, has no death in it. The Voldemort isn't killed. Right. They Voldemort doesn't kill. get killed, exactly. He just leaves. And I don't know if that means they were opening it up to another series. Um, but it, like you can make another series and have a different bad guy, you know? It's uh I mean, it, honestly, it's the most high school thing about this franchise. Where it's just sort of a bunch of people yelling at each other and then like ultimately they're like, Oh, I'm gonna leave then, man. Like that's that's literally what happens. Yeah. It's like a high school gym fight. Yeah, it's like it, it's it's the thing where like it's like a Disney movie. Well, no, it's not. I was gonna say it's like a Disney movie where it's too scared to kill anybody, but Disney movies will murder people horribly. They will, and also they will at least change the characters. Nobody changes at all in this movie. No. Nobody. My final note for this series was I feel nothing. Oh yeah, um, I think that's fair. I think that's totally fair. This war was I couldn't I couldn't fucking believe this war. Uh well also they didn't build up to the war. I mean, you know, they kind of implied that Al- that uh that whatever the fucking guy's Michael Sheen's character Arrow or something. I don't know what his name is. Oh, I'm we're uh, beyond that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I never knew his fucking name. Like they they were behind the other the weird young rattlesnake vampire sequence in three, right? But like uh, we don't know why they were involved in that, uh, and like ultimately it didn't matter. So okay, right? Like ultimately none of this mattered. I can't believe they did that to us. I feel betrayed by that. I did too. Uh, there was also one moment that I thought made. Uh, was just so satisfying uh, that they erased. And that was... So they have that fucking weird-ass Lurch vampire that's like the second-in-command Oh, vampire. my God, I love this! And he like he stretches his arms out once the battle starts, and he goes, yes, finally, as he gets torn into pieces by the DJs. And it was like, yep. oh, so he wanted to die. Yeah. Uh, right. Okay. If, here's the thing yeah. about that. Yeah. The reveal that that's just a vision... It's so disappointing. If I were Michael... Well, no, if I were Michael Sheen, they'd be walking away, and I'd turn to that guy, and I'd be like, are you okay, man? Yeah, what's up, Do you need that, to talk about up, anything? Man? Let's chat. Yeah, because he learned that it, one of his employees is severely depressed. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he wanted to be let out of the movie. Yeah, he, he really did. opens his arms. What a weird thing to put in the movie. because it it's another. So it's like It's like the Loch Ness Monster line. It feels like a meta joke. Where, like, this guy's just like, finally, and then gets killed. And it was like, wait, all right, start the whole film, start the whole series again, and tell me what that guy's doing. Yeah, is. what's his deal? Can we just have, like, a, a an anthology series that follows that guy, then yeah. one about Charlie, and then one about Charlie's girlfriend? Because I want to know what her deal is. And, yeah. uh, you know, I also, whatever that drifter's name was that was killed in the first episode, the first movie, I want to know what oh, his yeah. deal is. Yeah, these are all people that we could have had whole movies about. <laughs> and they were all fucking interesting. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They were all interesting. So uh, I, I, I had like just like one or two observations about the fight that you haven't said yet before we move yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, let's, let's, One of them yeah. is not a single person is dressed correctly for this weather. <laughs> like, not well, a okay, person. here's... I thought about that too. Um, like, because it, when they're around the campfire yeah. and there's like what appears to be like 
I don't know, 40 people around a campfire. Yeah, one like campfire. It's a obscene. And then Bella's over in a tent. Um, yeah. And it's, it was, that was like a weird, I thought that was a dream or something. Um, I, none of them are dressed appropriately. And I realized, oh, because they're vampires. Right. Uh, yeah. But they don't even try. Mm-mm. Like, they look very stylish in their ridiculous outfits. Some of them. Some of them just are wearing basically <laughs> tribal gear and stuff. It's right. like weird. Yeah. Uh, okay, fine. Uh, but like they, they don't even bother concealing the fact they're vampires just by their outfits. It's no, very confusing. They uh, look very, very confusing. Obviously, like vampires. Like I'm trying to like because I'm thinking to myself like, and I mention this stuff because I'm imagining myself directing this movie, right? And like yeah. at some point, I'm having a meeting with my costume person about this last about this battle sequence. And she says, okay, so what does the new, what does the other uh, immortal child character come in wearing? And my answer is, oh, he's uh, from some tribe somewhere, so he's wearing tribal stuff. And she goes, well, does he get cold or like, does it matter? And I'm like, who fucking cares? Who cares? Because that's the only answer it could have been. Because that's the final proof Alice brings in is that guy. Yeah, no, first, first of all, yeah, that is the only answer. The only answer is, who cares? I'm drunk right now. Right. Uh, Come on, take a sip of this. Here is a flask. Yeah, that's the final proof is Alice brings in a half vampire human to show like, see, others exist. And they she literally brings him in. I don't know where she found this fucking guy. And he's like, hi, I'm 150 years old. My name is, I don't know, Toby. Uh, Toby, And I turned out all right. And that's it. (laughs) Right. And they ask him, what do you eat? Blood, not blood, everything. And it's like, so then not blood is the answer. Yeah, it's very funny because it's, again, like, they would have found out over time, but they felt the need in the writing to have someone show up and be like, hi, yeah, I'm one of these. It's been all right for me. And then Bella and Jacob are like, oh, okay, good. Because there's this subplot that never goes anywhere where they briefly worry that she's going to die of old age. Right. This is this is the elimination of that concern. <laughs> right. Uh, but that concern doesn't do anything. They don't... No. It doesn't change their judgment it does they don't have fights about it they're not they have like one conversation at the end another guy walks up and he's like by the way that's not gonna happen and they're like oh wonderful and then that's it yeah they don't have time to worry about it really because they're too busy collecting x-men and like learning how to project their spirits onto each other and shit they have i don't know 40 minutes of this film is a training sequence where they're collecting people and using their powers for a battle that never happens i would argue yeah i would argue that right that does not actually happen in the story i mean i can't get over that the whole movie is preparing for a battle that never happens that just is the equivalent of a conversation in a field and that's it and like and then they go away yeah yeah and everybody goes home and a couple of the people are like what the fuck like those the broy weird European vampires are like, we came here to fight. We're not okay. Fine, and then they leave. Like a couple of them are mad because they're like, we yeah. got, we came here for this. Are you serious? Yeah, All Dakota right. Fanning is mad. Uh, she's legit yeah. mad. Uh, her name is Jane, by the way. Yeah, there the two I noticed. I wrote that down. Jane and Alec, Alec. are the um because at one point they say something like. Oh, what did they say? They say something about the wrath of Jane and Alec. <laughs> and I yeah. thought that was weird. It was like scumbag James. It was like, I, I am James. It was the same thing where it's yeah. like, really? No vampire names? Yeah, you think two? it would be like a Stepford Wife parody story or something. Yeah. 
Um, I, I totally agree. Uh, after the fight doesn't happen, your favorite characters in the world, the DJs from Czechoslovakia or wherever they're from, yeah. uh, they try to rally everyone to like, no, we need to have this fight anyway, with the line, you fools, they'll never forget, forget what happened here. And everyone laughs at them. <laughs> Literally but everybody laughs wrong. at them. And they're not wrong. They're not wrong. They're not wrong at all. They're totally right. This battle is going to happen because these guys are maniacs is the logic. But everyone's too busy having a great day. Here's what's... Yeah. Here's what's absolutely mind-blowing about this film. Sure. This feels like the ending to, like, the third movie. Yeah, I agree. Totally agree. It's, It's the... Everybody go home and someone's like, no, you, they're gonna, this is gonna happen. But instead, this is the final resolution of the film. Like, it doesn't even do, uh, right, it doesn't even do what Harry Potter did, which is like, like one of the questions you have about Harry Potter is like, so what does Harry Potter do after he kills Voldemort? Like, that's been his purpose, right? And so Harry Potter, kind the, the narrative sort of dodges that by giving you a very mundane scene implying that he has a very mundane life after that. And, you know, people are mad about it. There's reasons why it needs to be there, and it makes sense. But people are mad about it. This ducks that all together uh, by, like, never really having a catharsis and everyone pretending like none of this happened. Yes. Imagine if, yeah, for the comparison, imagine if at the end Harry Potter and Voldemort stood ground, right? Voldemort was um, storming Hogwarts. And they met at the edge of Hogwarts, and Harry Potter was like, right. I'll show you the future with this magic future thing. It'll be Look, you I dead in you. it. Yeah, it'll be you dead. And Voldemort go- went, Harry! Oh. Yeah, and he was like, oh, okay, I guess we're not going to fight, <laughs> and left. And then everybody was like, well, I guess settle- that settles that. And one person ran out of the crowd and went, are you fucking idiots? That's Voldemort. He's going to be a problem from here on. Like, clearly, and they all went, ha, ha, ha. They no. sure did. And that's the end of the series. That's right. literally what happens in yeah. this fucking series. That's true. It's like Voldemort said, I'll cool out, Harry. I'll cool yeah. out. And then he just vampire. He just fucking dis- apparates into some other the right, Fiji or someplace. If the point of the series was, no, we don't have to slaughter our enemies, then, as cheesy as it would be, they have to show Michael Sheen changing. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. And uh, I, I would say, I would argue the point of this series is like, uh, hey, isn't the American dream beautiful? Sure. I, that, honestly, I think that's what it's about. It's like, right. uh, it's it, and the only way to even, even depict that without sarcasm now is for it to be a complete fantasy. Like, oh, yeah, for and, sure. And by that, I mean, not, they don't have jobs. They have this... It, physical health that's impossible uh, they have uh, a, a house that's incredible that they didn't even pick by the way and right. uh, they're just gonna and they don't even have the problem of having to raise a kid at the end they're like, the perfect analogy for rich people yes which is that they just drain from society yes they're a drain on society but act like they're not uh they're they're they they don't raise their kids uh they have no problems in the world uh, and they're and they're super white. Yeah, I, I uh, it, it's a really distressing resolution because there's so few consequences and they're so like focused in on their happy little world. A thing they say, by the way, right? Our private the- little our private little corner of perfect forever. Yeah, and it's like, dude, that's not 
that's the that's not it. That's not the answer. Also, just like rich people, there's a clear looming problem that they're ignoring. Like it's like climate change, where there's people like, aren't you? Don't you see this thing is gonna come? And they're like, ha ha, the end. <laughs> it's like like there's not even a like there are superhero movies that end with like and the game continues you know where it's like well when danger comes i'll be here always you know there's that idea so like they could have ended it with the guy being like they're just going to come back and they'd be like well we'll be ready together you know but they don't even do that they go no he won't (laughs) he won't be they they accept the answer as being definitive and permanent and forever yeah, they're just denial that Michael Sheen, who has never changed, who just leaves because he can't win this one particular battle. Not like you can't win always. It's you can't win strategically right now. And he yeah. goes, I'll be like, okay, bye. And it's like, well, he's just going to be back, right? Yeah. What if he looks into, what if he looks into like, you know, things like a flamethrower or something or like a right. bomb? His, because. Michael- Vampires are basically sticks doused with kerosene. They yeah. light the fuck up when you put oh, fire yeah, anywhere near flammable. them. But yeah, can't, the villain's lesson isn't, oh, I shouldn't be a villain anymore. It's, oh, I need to do, I need to come back. I, yes, I need to tilt this battle in my favor, otherwise I will lose. Yeah. That's what he learns. Like, I need to get and, better at battle or else I can't just conquer anybody I want. And it's the resolution of the movie. Yeah, it's dumb. I mean, it's not. You say the movie. It's not the movie. It's the franchise. It's the resol. It's the resolution oh, to the, the franchise. franchise. Uh, That's gonna haunt me forever. Yeah, it's not great. Uh, it's actually so. I can I talk. I want to move into a brief other thing, and that is. I, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead, Dave. Oh I, no! I just have one more thing in the plot that I want to talk about. No, no. Go, so go. I do too, and that is like so. The actual ending is they're back in that field from the third movie. Right, and, and Bella turns to him and, and says, check out, I have the power of montage. Yes, I have the power of montage. I'm going to mind you. I'm going to mind convince you. And from that, she is com- she's arguing to him, no one has ever loved anyone more ever. Uh, right. And he says, you know, basically except for me, which uh, I find it to be a pretty offensive summary of what we've learned from this series, but sure. Yeah. Uh, and I thought to myself, see, now this is the moment where I wish Alice had given us a memory snap, right? This, this right here. I wish we had done this, all these movies and snapped back to this moment in the third film. And she was looking at him and, she was, and he was like, so do you want to do it? And she's like, hmm, no. Or like, like you know what I mean? Like, like we, she sees what her future would be as a human being and she's like, Oh, and the hmm. whole thing is her at the last minute being like, Never mind, I'm getting the fuck out of this. Which is what, that's what the cynical comedian in us wants us to do. Like, nah, yeah. I'm going to college. But even if she didn't answer that, even if You're, she just, even if it just snapped back to, and he, then he asks, this is what it would be. Do you want to do it? And she thinks about it. That's, that is an interesting franchise. That decision alone makes it more interesting. Yeah, you're arguing for the, uh, spoilers, the devil's advocate ending. Uh, the Devil's Advocate ending is suggesting that no matter what he does, it's gonna, this is going to happen. Right, but the, the ending before that, yes, the twist correct, is, correct. oh, and we're all the way back here. Yes, and I think, but like since the movie introduces Which is that, that the idea. devil did it, did that time thing. He like, the devil has like a checkpoint in that film. And then yes, when correct. Neo kills himself, he's like, oh, 
uh, go back to the first checkpoint. Correct. Yes, that's go correct. Go back to save game. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I mean, don't you think that would be interesting? Like, for one moment, for Bella to doubt it, at all? If it went all the way back to that, and he was like, so is it worth it? Yes. And then she's thinking for a second, and then the movie ends. Yeah, that would be great. Because um, it wouldn't suggest the thing that I find very disturbing about this ending, which is... At the end, they've had a child, and like the moment that they're satisfied about is they're not going to have to deal with that kid in like seven years. Like, yeah. so this is a temporary problem before they can get back to basically being in love forever. That's like the only thing they really want. Yeah, they're just a couple of fuck goblins. Like, that's it. That's the whole thing. Right. And again, I they've can't stress enough. They've known each other at this point for how long? Well, they say in the movie, by the way, they say in the movie that, uh, the fir- that it takes a decade or two for the marriage to turn into a regular marriage. Uh, so, you know, I'm really intrigued by anybody's right. idea of doing Twilight the Marriage and just picking up with those how, characters again. How long have they known each other for? They met each other in high six, school, Six maybe. months. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a, a year. I don't know. It, it's, it feels that way. When they show the montage, when she has the power of montage, and she's like, I want you to see this, it was funny because... Unlike, like, you know, like if like the Harry Potters had done that and showed them since they were like really little and we watched them grow up. Sure. It would be like, oh, that's so sad. Yeah. But they're not that. They don't look different at the beginning of the montage. They look the basically end. They the look same. slightly. Yeah. yeah. And I and like the montage very quickly, like in within, I don't know, less than a minute is showing stuff from the last movie before right. the one we're watching. <laughs> like, even the siege before where she touches him. Like yeah, it's just yeah, exactly. Mont- montage right up to the very it's moment. Like, it's supposed to be like, how far have we come? Right. But it's the realization of, like, <laughs> they don't know each other for very long. Five no. years. Five no. years. If there's five movies and each movie is a year, then but five years. But it isn't years. that. But it isn't But it isn't that. that. No. No, no. I, you and I have been podcasting longer than they've been together. Yeah. Yeah. It's that realization of like they don't know each other and they have sealed their fates within each other. And like again, it's if if they had done Jacob turns bad, turns like like helps Michael Sheen, they fight over the kid, and then it ended with Bella being like, Okay, I, I become like special vampire girl, I kill Michael Sheen, and then I just leave all of you behind because I have cooler things to do. Like, if it was something like that, where she, like, blasts off into space, like fucking Captain Marvel or something, like, we needed, I, 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 I need still Bella to have a purpose beyond this. Well, that's the she, thing is, like, so, again, this is the problem with, like, love stories in general uh, when they're not done well. And that is, like, they all, they all have to end at the marriage point. Because yeah. because ultimately, uh, there's it's never going to go anywhere but down from there. Like it just can't. Right. Even if they're vampires, it's going to go down from there because like that's how feelings go. You know. So like uh, like you know again I again Twilight the Marriage is a movie I'm actually not that disinterested to uh, to see. Yeah, that you know, could like, be a whole. That could be a series because they're going to be married for you know right eternity. Right, and they have to deal with like, oh, now her now her dad dies, uh, and like she has to deal with that shit. And uh, I mean, they can't make this because they've aged, and so that's a problem. Uh, yeah. But like, it would be interesting, you know? Like, uh, yeah, th- th- this is the problem with love stories is like it makes a sort of it's this reverence for the feeling of love. It's not love the action; it's love the feeling. 
And because it's love the feeling, it has to be over at the marriage point. And this movie has the audacity to say, no, 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 because they're vampires, it's going to be forever. But, like, it won't. No, That's they've only known each other for, for fucking years. The, dude, no, they haven't. It hasn't even been that long. I'm telling you, I think it's been, like, two years. Right. But it is that thing of, like, you know, not to be cynical, but, like, people get divorced. Right. Duh. Yeah, right. Exactly. And, like... People, be, be, nobody plans on getting divorced. I had a friend who had a tattoo, a wedding tattoo. Um, and I, it was some symbol or something. And I remember being like, what's that tattoo? And he's like, oh, I got it. It's my wedding tattoo. It means forever, which I guess means about six months. <laughs> and that, and it was like, yeah, like it's that sort of thing where it was like, it, it, it's like people get married under this idea of like, we're going to be married forever. We're in love. And these are, this is well. One of them is an eighteen-year-old who's never experienced a relationship before, who is convinced she's in love, who has given up her immortality, um, who has had a kid and gotten married, right. and like the future of this couple is that, like, <sighs> again, this also- is a thing that's happening in America today: is that their family trees are changing because um, people are living longer. True. And because people are living longer, people are having multiple marriages more often True. and having kids later. So I think what that says is that Edward and Bella are probably going to be together for, I don't know, 150 years. And then they're going to be like, you know what? Let's move on. Also, we know that it's possible for vampires to do that because that English vampire that hates the Beatles gets right, right. in on that cattle prod vampirus. Like he he moves right in on her and she's oh, like, "You're yeah, telling me this I now." That. I like that too. I was like, "Yeah, I he like that. Like, I, I like that you. couple. They're yeah, cute together. They're great. Yeah, yeah, they're fantastic." Yeah, I don't see any reason to think that. Imagine uh, that these two could be together uh, for anything that approaches forever. Certainly not for a vampire's length of time. There's a reason why yeah. the marriage commitment. Not to be all Larry David about it, but there's a reason why it's only to death, my friends. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, because that's, I don't know how long you can really do it after that. It's tough. Well, because it's fucking, here's, here's the, th- the, my thought on it is that the vampire, imagine the reverse is so much more depressing. Imagine if they fell in love, they had this kid and then they were as happy, loving, like having wild sex family with their weird uncle Jacob who uh, let's I don't even fucking know. Yeah, yeah, for, right. What if they were that for eternity? What a fucking waste of eternity. It's like really you're not going to like go to school. You're not going to study things, you're not going to gain the world's knowledge, you're not going to explore. I guess they could do that while a couple, but it's like no like what what a what a weird thought that they would be like, "Yep, Bella would be like, I live for 18." Met this guy, and this is it for eternity. Right. That is not going to do anything else. It's like, fuck that. Yeah, you're making a really great point, which is that, like, a lot of people, especially in love stories, conceive of eternity as being, like, a moment in a moment forever. One moment forever. And, like, you're right that, like, the human, like, human beings need to change. Like, we need change. It's, like, the one thing that, you know, it's the only constant. But, like, it's it's the thing that grounds us emotionally in our experience. And so the idea of an eternity that's just a frozen moment in time, which is what this one's supposed to be, is actually horrifying. 
It's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. It totally is. I, I agree with that. That's, I think, why people think of things like annihilation as being pleasant. Uh, right. it's, one, it's one of the things I've always had trouble with, with like the idea of joining some kind of universal consciousness at the end. Because like that is also sort of a stasis moment, and I don't understand that. That's not appealing. You know, uh, Living beyond death? Yeah, well, and it being stasis. It being frozen in one conscious moment. Oh yeah, that'd be that's a nightmare. A, it's a nightmare exactly. Like uh, and like, but that's what every love movie wants us to believe. Like every movie about love that Hollywood makes uh, is ultimately like, and then we freeze frame on this, and that's what the rest of their life is. And it's like, right? I, I hope not. Uh, I hope they like, you know, she decides to go to law school or something, and like, uh, right? Like, and they, I, they 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 spend some time away from each other. Maybe that. Uh, I mean, even if they find satisfaction relationally, that they develop into just more interesting people given how much time they're on the planet. Like Edward is basically That's living in a thing. cave. You know how I, you know how I picture the healthy version. Oh, I'm Here's so how curious. I picture the healthy so version is, um, it's, it's 500 years from now. Right. Okay. In the future. So it's like in takes place in sci-fi future. <laughs> there's like a government. Okay. There's like a, a, a robot rebellion and this, this group of soldiers are fighting back in this like utopian city. Okay. And um and Bella is a general and she's like really awesome. Hold on. I'm not laughing at you. I'm I'm enjoying what you're doing right now. And she's 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 fighting the robots. Yeah, yeah. And then uh and then the robots burst into the burst in and they start slaughtering everybody. Sure. But they can't kill her because she, she's a vampire. Sure. And their general is Edward. And they see each other, and she's like, "Well, we meet again, Edward." And then they just start fucking. Yeah, you want the right lala. You want the lala. While land the robots ending. and the people just kill each other. No, no. And the reveal is that like they've been away for like a hundred years, doing their own lives, and every now and then they cross paths, and they are still very much in love. And they're, they're, it's just it's the idea that when you spend eternity with someone, it's it's all right. You know what it is? It's the idea that you know when you get older time goes quicker yes because you've just more you have more time for them spending 50 years apart is like it's spending like an afternoon apart yeah and that's all it is is that they would just have a healthy relationship where they would spend eons apart from each other um they wouldn't they wouldn't necessarily be with anybody else but i'm sure they could work that out between them and maybe have i would probably say an open relationship is a good idea for them for eternity, but you know that's between them. Yeah, um, don't, don't define their parameters. I for think them, they Dave. would always have they would always have this anchored true love between each other, but they're living their lives separate. That's my happy ending for them: is that they could grow as people, and they aren't just like that couple you know at high school that as you think of as one unit, you know. Yeah, um, I, I see. My happy ending for them is that they, at some point, this thing falls apart, and they end up working on, uh, they end up working on a way to reverse vampirism, and like you, you know what I mean, and like they find a way to successfully do it because I feel like that's possible somehow in this universe to reverse. So the it. other version, yeah, the other version is yeah, Bella wants out, and right. she dedicates her life to finding right. a reverse. She achieves it, and then and then like. They both achieve it, right? So then Edward lives it. And then they're like, 
Now, but now we could do this because we're going to do one lifetime together. We're going to give it another shot. We're going to do one lifetime together. And like at key moments in that relationship, what they, when they reunite this way, they decide, do you want to freeze on this? Do you want to try freezing again on this and being vampires again? You know, and they like have, and they sort of like, so they enter into this sort of like contract where they come and go from the idea of unfreezing or freezing their lives as vampires Right. You know, I kind of like that idea. Uh, it's where, not bad. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I don't necessarily want them to split up because I'm cynical about relationships, although I don't think See, they're I meant to last for thousands up. of years. I want, I want Bella to be, I want Bella to prove me wrong. Because there's no all, reason uh, for Everything in my bones are saying, Bella, you made a bad decision. And I, but I don't want to be like, I told you so, Bella. I want them to be happy. You know how I want it to them to die? Oh, uh, please. So. Trapped, okay. a, trapped in a hole somewhere. Millions of years later, they've 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 fought many robot apocalypses. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Earth explodes. Thank you for bringing this up because I was going to bring it up. By the way, yeah. They okay. Well, again, we've talked about this in a previous one. Becoming a vampire is betting that humans will learn space travel before the Earth explodes. It isn't. Explodes. It, it's actually that's isn't, the though. bet. But it isn't though, Dave. This is an important thing I wanted to make sure I mentioned to you before you go any further. And that is, like, if you can arm yourself with enough rations to live for a while, like a long, long while, a vampire could, in theory, leap off the planet. Like, you could leap off the planet into space because they don't need any of the conditions that they, like, for life can that exist that on high? Earth. Except for food. Can they jump that high? Why the fuck couldn't they? Of course they could. Ooh, nothing what what in the about what they do suggests they couldn't do that? That a I've never seen proof in this movie that a vampire can jump into our upper atmosphere. They haven't even fucking tried. Honestly, I think I think they could at least get finagle themselves onto a rocket. Right, there's that's the easiest way, but legit, yeah. man, like if they if you get Look, really if they dire, can jump into space, good for them. I'm just I, saying nothing in this can. movie has shown me that. Um, by food, they'd have to bring like people who are just like the, the problem is blood in space would that's would the go problem. Bad. That's it, it, yes, free, frozen blood in space is the problem. You need a capsule of some sort, or you just have a bloodsicle and you'd eat that. You'd have to. But it'd be like freezer burned. It would be too frozen. And it just also depends on like what's the minimum amount that they need to eat to survive, and can mm. they travel fast enough to actually go somewhere. Yeah, what if it takes a while? My my version was that the Earth explodes and Bella and Jacob and all the other sparkling vampires are just out there shimmering and they like kick off of each other so that they start slowly drifting towards the sun. Right. And then in like in like billions of years, they know eventually they'll burn into the sun and that's the bo- most hope they have is they have to like sit there drifting at like three miles an hour. As they slowly go towards the sun. And then, like, we see the silhouetted version while Sufjan Stevens plays while they get sure. burned to a crisp. Definitely. Yeah. But it's like, by the time they get there, they have gone insane. I think, see, that's, yeah, vampire insanity is a legit question about this franchise we haven't even it's talked also about. a great band name, yeah. Why the hell does Michael Sheen and the rest of his cohort dress like it's, like, the year 1000? <clears throat> Why do they I mean, do that? they're vampires right but okay yes but the collins dress like they're hipsters from like the from the 50 shades of gray movies right and yeah like, i think this is a stylistic choice right is i think i but, think it's traditionalism 
versus progressive. Yes, I think so too. But they're vegetarians. My... They're like, we're joining the society. And meanwhile, the other vampires are like, no, this is how it's always been. But like, okay. So way. again, I'm I firmly believe my 100 vampire theory. I feel pretty strongly about that now that I think okay. more about it. So like. I agree that that's what's motivating them, but it's it's contradictory to like everything else they're trying to do, which is as vampires what they're trying to do is like live in like hide in plain sight. All vampires are trying to hide in plain sight. Like they don't live in a But are they? In a I think so. I don't think Michael Sheen's character lives in a kibbutz someplace. You know it's I mean? amazing to think that he has like an apartment and regular clothes. That's what I mean. He needs to. It's the yeah. only way that makes any sense unless Here's no, I don't think so, because I think the idea is that they just acquire so much wealth that there's like a cathedral that as society that's is theirs. just like, yeah, yeah, that's just like, I assume that cathedral's a thing. I guess it's a tourist trap. They show they're conducting tours. Yeah, it wasn't clear to me if like that's their building or not, but I, I but think it's I, their building. I think that's fair to say. So maybe they can, maybe they can have enough money and wealth that they can live like eccentric billionaires, I guess. That's possible. But my I mean, other theory is, my other theory though, Dave, is that like, what if, what if like, what they're actually doing is like, they're slowly going crazy. You know what I mean? Like just the years of living and like all the psychological torture of the, of the era and of the moment to moment of life just like wears on them until they're doing this weird bullshit. Right. It's definitely and, a factor. Right. And the Collins are like, Hey, we've only been around this for 200 years. We're not like weighed down with your weird medieval shitty history the way you right. are so we don't dress in robes with long hair like maniacs i do think carlisle has been around for a while but i know what you're saying is that like eventually they just become howard hughes right they're just like living in robes pissing in bottles uh not giving a shit carlisle is a real is like a real like uh <laughs> philip seymour hoffman from the master yeah he's a real like he really chilled out cult leader isn't he yes we've i mean it's definitely a cult there's no so the movie had never explained whether or not or how they're not a cult the movie never proved me wrong there they never said no "No, we're not a cult because of this it's like no you're a cult yeah i mean Uh, they're a cult they're they're a cult just in terms of how they function right like, it, it, like I think, honestly, the thing that sealed it for me is the fact that they built a house for Bella and Edward. And, like, the That's house... That's what sealed it. What's that? That's what sealed it, huh? Yeah, for me. I'll tell you why. Because, because number one, it was built purely because of the fact that they're supposed to have sex. That's the first thing, right? This is built yeah, for sex. sex That's the point. The second thing is, they built this thing... They didn't ask them about anything. They just built like, okay, here's your standard issue couch with the crib. Here is the bed that we picked out for you. Here's all your clothes. Every <laughs> iron my... clothing you have, we picked it. Here you go. Yeah, it's so culty. That was the, my, one of my favorite parts is they walk into the kids' room. Yeah. And they, it's like a decked out kids' room. And she goes, must be the kids' room or something like that. Right. Like she <laughs> like, learns uh-huh. what the kids' room is from their choices. Yeah. That's what that's the somehow the cultiest thing about what they've done because like that's when they no longer pretend to not make decisions for them. Yes. You know what I mean? Like they've been mo- they've like, been we making bought decisions. you a house and gave you all these things. Right. And, and it, also, it also shows that it, Edwards here's another thing this movie does it shows that Edwards equally a victim of a cult and yes. that he's also equally as shitty as Bella about 
like fathership and stuff like that. When, because at first when Bella woke up and she was like, I don't care about my kid. I was like, fucked up, Bella. But then when it shows how little Edward cares, I was like, oh, they're both terrible. I see. Yeah, they're they, bad parents. They don't want to be parents. They, they just want no, to tolerate this child long enough fucking... to get back to boning for free. Yeah. You know? Like, I think, again, I think, like, basically the child is a sex education for them. Like, that's what happened here. They got a sex education. Yeah. Uh, Also, so, okay, I want to accept this. I want to accept the premise that they've, that only Carlisle actually knows that much about, uh, about immortal child, like immortal children. I want to posit this premise because, again, it's completely baffling that they didn't think of this right away when they had a kid, right? That's baffling. And that nobody right. researched it, okay? So that's insane. So that means, so I understand they're all aware of the concept, but it means that Edward or Carlisle never explained to any of them what the vampire laws are, right? Like, he didn't explain this is what vampire no. law is. They're like, clearly so, sheltered. Yes, he sheltered them from vampire that's, law. Okay, that's, and, I, sorry. No, so like, it, it goes to, it stands to reason like, this is like this is actually Dogtooth, like th- like this commune is actually Dogtooth. Have you seen that movie, Dogtooth? No, but I, I get what you're what you're talking about is like, well, that was uh, what I was picturing because your theory that there's only a hundred vampires. Yeah, I also like the theory that Michael Sheen shows up and the realization is like, yeah, they're all hostages from Carlisle. Like the realization that he's just like, they're, they're like they're come to kill my baby, and they're like, no, no, we're not. We're just trying to liberate you. We need right. to get you out of there. Right. Like, there's a whole world out here that he's not telling you about. Um, and it's just a fucking, it's it's just like a Jonestown situation. And Carlisle yes. is like, we got to go back to the house. Drink this stuff. Drink. They'll never take us. They'll never take us alive. They're not taking my kid. Like, and then the realization is that it's just a sick fucking cult. It, it really, that's really the impression I'm left with. Uh, because so yeah. like at the end of the day, what we have is like a we have a Daenerys Stormborn problem, right? Which is to say, we have a hero that like or a leader that we kind of believed in, or at right. least thought this person's the good person, we can trust them, and actually they're another maniac. They're all maniacs. Yeah, they're all, all maniacs. They're all fucking jabbering maniacs. So that lends that lends itself to the question: How long does a vampire live before they become crazy? Before they go crazy. I think it depends on the vampire. But, like, what do you give a I think general people range? Have, I mean, there's people who will just have mental health issues, like sure, um, sure, sure, sure. hereditary issues or just sure. experiencing trauma and all the, the ways that humans also experience mental health issues. And then you think about the trauma that comes with living for very long and that's, seeing that's a lot the of thing, death. Right? Um, and the question, this boils down to the question of do these vampires have souls? Are they are they, they giving their souls to Satan? They, no, do no, they I don't believe feel, that. Well, the question is, do they feel remorse killing a human? Some of them clearly do, but are they an aberration? Um, because if they don't feel remorse killing humans, then that's not affecting them. Their psyche. They're not. They're not experiencing post traumatic stress from the murder of humans. That well, doesn't. Uh, the same way we don't care about killing animals, 
or at least a lot of us, you know? I'm, I'm going to present you an exhibit here. When they eat a hamburger or they go hunting, it doesn't, like, traumatize them. It personally would traumatize me, but you know what I'm saying. Let me present so, you an exhibit here. So, like, okay. to, to, to confirm what you're saying. So, like, when they recruit that guy who hates the Beatles, which, by the way, I can't say it enough, stupid take, hates the Beatles. So I'm not a big Beatles fan, but, but I get fuck that they're that. a good That's band. a stupid fucking opinion. I get the that Beatles are band. bad. Like, I'm Come not going to say the Beatles are bad. Yeah. Right. So dumb. Like, what are we doing? Anyway, so they recruit this guy. He kills a human being and eats, the, drinks their blood. And they say nothing. They exchange a wry smile. Like, right, well, because they need, at least we they got need him. him. So they're like, yeah. Right. So that suggests that they don't actually have a moral compunction here. Right. This isn't a moral compunction. It's a functional rule. Well, right? it's, it's yeah. I, it's th- not an I thought that scene is the equivalent of when you're in high school and you buy drugs from a guy and he says something really fucked up and you just let it go because like you just need the drugs. <laughs> like that's what I felt that was was like he's killing a human. They're like we're not into that, but we're gonna we need you. So yeah, but okay, sure, but like but let also, me let me put this, this case, let me put this in harsher terms though, Dave. So like imagine okay. imagine that. And we're in 2020. So imagine that like this guy who you're recruiting, the next thing you see him do is say something racist, right? Like something. And and I say racist because that's a pretty heinous thing and Uh we all have strong feelings about it. Uh, Like, and then what you're suggesting is like, they have to sort of like, ah, well, Well, you got to take the good with the bad. And like, to me, there's a moral impetus for standing up to people who say racist things. uh, Right. Yeah. See, you, you set a different, you said, first of all, let's say it's 2020. So if I was buying weed off of a guy in sure. 2020 and sure. he said something racist, I would say, oh, never mind. Right. You would racist. stop the transaction. Right. Yeah. And then I would go to one of the many legal Correct. options for buying, buying That's weed. That's right. Correct. Um, I'm also an adult. I also have better convictions that I've learned over so, the years. So are they. Um, They're when adults. I'm a teenager. Well, you're, I'm sorry. We're going, we're, you're exploring the drug dealer situation. No, no, I'm, I'm, what I'm getting to you is... You said if a guy said something racist, is this racist person someone I'm recruiting for a vampire army or someone I'm buying drugs from? I would argue they're not that different. They're both, like, like so you're saying because of the stakes? You're saying that buying drugs and... I, uh, hold on. Let's, let's, let's back up. All right, Dave, but if you're going to know but this, I'm going to freak out. I'm going to lose my you're, fucking so mind. So first you're saying, first you're saying that buying drugs... Is the same as recruiting a vampire. Functionally, functionally, they are not that different in this case, right? In, in in both cases, you need a result. You're tolerating a person that you don't necessarily like to get to get the thing you want. That's what I'm saying. Okay, yeah. Right, and you're arguing like, oh, well, the stakes are much different. If I need this vampire to survive, I'll tolerate his racist remarks. If I was recruiting a vampire, okay, if I, and we're specifically talking about racism. So if I if I've encountered a racist vampire, which I imagine there's a lot of. Oh yeah. Well there's at least, and there's I, at least some. And I need him to fight a um a uh <laughs> a Michael Sheen a war. A Michael Sheen war. Yeah. Would I tolerate the racism because I need them? I don't yeah. think I would this guy because there's a lot of other options. If this person was like the most amazing wizard vampire ever, then you'd I'd think be about like, it. I'd be, I, well, I would probably go to the group and be like, look, he's really racist. Right. Uh, do we, do, should we, should we just suck it up? 
Good. Uh, should we suck up his terrible racism? Because that feels wrong. I feel dirty. Good. But like, obviously, they're an asset. But if I'm buying drugs in 2020, when there's many other options, I'm not desperate for drugs. I can go to someone else who isn't a racist. Okay. okay. If I was like a nervous, dumb teenager who didn't know how to like stand up for their convictions and just didn't want conflict. Maybe I'd be like, oh, okay, okay, man, here's the money. You know, like that's the problem we in America are dealing with is wait, so, so wait, allowing wait, wait, wait. racism Dave, casually. Hang that's tight. a big problem in this country right Dave, now. Dave, hang tight. So, so I want to say I'd be like, no, racist, I won't buy drugs from you. But that's uh, me being patting myself on the back for a hypothetical situation where I'm not racist. When the reality is a lot of white people are just cowards about that. And that's the problem, right? Yes, but you've you, you because you uh, did not allow me to make the connection until ten minutes after I needed to make it. Would I have you? To back would you stand hold on, up hold on, to Dave. This no, no, I'm sorry, vampire? man. Let me make my connection before before you make me entertain a totally unrelated hypothetical. So, look, the reason I brought this up is not to talk about what would people do with drug deals. It's to say I picked a thing that had emotional value. Racism has emotional value, right? That's the issue. So, like, if if you you felt like, hey, I don't need this guy in order to survive, which, by the way, they don't, right? The vampires don't need this guy. And he does something heinous like that. You don't give each other sort of a wry smile, right? You're like, that's not working. For, that's, that's not okay. And my argument is murder should be at least as heinous to them as, as racism is, and it no, isn't. No, it isn't, though. And it, it isn't, isn't, because I think you used the wrong analogy. I think racism isn't what the, the equivalent. They're the not equivalent. equivalent. They're equivalent. Is, I'm they are, a vegetarian. If I was recruiting someone and they were eating a burger, I wouldn't preach because I'm not an asshole. And I, that's the thing is that that's what the aversion is that the normality, their nature uh, is to eat meat, is to eat humans. That's in their nature. It's not someone being racist. Um, it's not someone being f fucking weird. It's someone doing the thing that I've opted not to do. See, now here's where you and I disagree, though, because if you were if you were morally trained to think of murder of a, like killing a human being as murder, if that's how they had been morally trained, then it would not be as simple. We've as had this conversation. I'm I've, I'm morally trained uh, trained to think of killing an animal as murder. Great. So, but so look, that's this. This points out the thing that I'm saying, which is that I don't believe that they think of this issue in a moral way. I think they think of it only in a functional way, right? Yeah. Well, and, personally, the reason I don't yell at everybody eating a burger is because I know that's not how you change the world. Uh, you know, like you, it's it's you don't hound people. You don't, at least in that specific case, it's something that's been so normalized that preaching to people is just you become PETA uh, and nobody likes that. So like I the way I imagined it is they're like, that's a different conversation for another day. They see them eating a human and they're like, <coughs> you know, what can we do? See, I just think, change I, again, I think they all eat people. You have to if you think it's morally reprehensible. Like because murder's not uh, murder's not just like a a mildly toxic behavior. It's the worst behavior there is. Sure, 
murder is the worst thing you can do. <laughs> so like, right. I understand it's a bad what you're it's a bad right. One. It's a bad one. So I understand what you're saying about like, yeah, you can't preach to vampires if they're already converted, blah, 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 blah. But, but like once upon a time, the case I was making here is I don't believe that there's like a moral impetus behind what well, the vampires in the Collins family are doing. I think that yes. these are all sort of rules that they were forced, that were sort of forced on them, these constraints. Yes. And that like, uh, if left without these constraints, they, they don't believe they would survive. I think what it is is that, like, you ever see a movie where someone's a spy and they have to watch someone get murdered, or like, you right. know, someone's right. a cop. Right. Um, and they hate it, but they have to do it. If that were the case, it's then usually you their be first smirking. murder. That's usually like when they begin, they get a taste for murder, right? Right. But the idea is that they would struggle with it, but they know, like, it's not that. Because, like you said, it's more casual. Right. The, yeah, they seem very desensitized <laughs> to the idea of murder to me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah um, for sure. And, and, God, I don't remember the thing I was making because we got so sidetracked with my analogy. They're a cult, Adam. They're a cult. Yeah, they're a cult. And, like, they're not... Yeah, they're definitely a cult. And they're not, like, enlightened in any way. Right. Like, they're an aimless cult. Uh yeah, it's so weird because like you kept asking like, do I think their souls go to that they sold their soul to Satan? And I'm like, no. We were I talking don't. about vampire insanity and the question of oh insanity, right, right, right. What right. insanity so, okay, matter? Thank you. And it's only if what they see is traumatizing them, right? Otherwise, it would just be boredom. They would learn everything in the universe and then get bored. And see, I do think that right. And you brought up is their soul. Uh, gone yeah. because of and no I don't think it is I, that that seems they, they totally dropped that line of conversation by the way so yeah. uh, and I think that's smart I think that there is something debilitating about the constant casual introduction into murder even though they seem sort of desensitized to it and sheltered to some degree mm-hmm. like maybe maybe that's the point of what Carlisle's trying to do is like I'm trying to like keep them alive and innocent long enough so that they have a longer run because otherwise they turn into Michael Sheen maniacs given enough time so he's trying to not literally save their souls but save their sanity yeah I think so. well he's not trying to save their souls because he doesn't offer anything other than a functional like moral code right that's not even backed up with any like emotional value. It's just like, this is the rules we live by. And if you fuck up, well, that's okay. That's not how you change somebody's life. Here's my theory. I'm ready. Carlisle goes to bed every night. He goes in his room. Yeah. He takes out a picture of all of them and he masturbates furiously and he goes, Oh, my little vampire family. Which one do you think he really goes for? Like, who do you think he's really going for? All of them. The bigger the family gets, the harder he comes. So do you think that you think he gets prima nocta of a sorts with Bella? You no, think that's like no, don't uh, be unstated? Weird. Don't make it weird. No, it's I'm not. making it weird? Don't what are you talking weird. about? He's you're not s- preying on them sexually. You're he's, he's sailing he's in on here. He's just masturbating to a picture of his family. Adam, <laughs> that's don't make not it predatory? Weird. Okay, it is predatory, but it's not like it's not like assault. He's he's just He's going to his room. I didn't say it was assault, date. I just he's, asked, is this part of his deal? Or it's like, this is a coven, so therefore everyone sleeps with everybody. He's a, no, he doesn't touch them. That's what makes it hotter for him. <laughs> is that he, ha- he just takes a p- fucking Polaroid of his family. Um, 
or or a nice photo a glossy um and he goes to bed and he masturbates to the picture and the bigger the family the better it is like what do you think so his wife what does his wholesome, wife do uh, she watches. Yeah, yeah. She she's letting this happen. Do you think that she gets a kind of like, like regal pleasure from seeing what he does? Yeah, 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 yeah. She like she like tells him to do it. This is their narrative. Um, she that like they're steps weaving. on his chest and like yeah, yeah. <laughs> calls him mommy's little worm. Right. Breaks rocks on his shoulder and stuff. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a until valid they get theory. gunned down by the vampire police in a in, a, in like a Waco like situation see now i would have been fascinated by the way dave if they had gone through with murdering carlisle right they got they go through with it and what we right. get is we get basically the godfather story of the the collins clan where like uh edward basically has to end up murdering Emmett, the linebacker uh the linebacker vampire so that he can keep control of the collins family and keep and make sure they're right. still collins Oh, like there's control over the... Yeah, I can yeah. see something like that. That's That'd interesting, be right? Controlling the coven? Like, that's a fun narrative. Yeah. You know, like, uh, somebody's got to retain control, and then, like, Bella turns out to be, like, a, sort of a K from The Godfather, where she's, like, not really in on the family business, even though she's a vampire. There's a lot of things they could have done that that's they That's a fucking do. cool narrative. Yeah. Yeah, that's a cool narrative. How do you feel about, like... So, was it all just a big fart? Is that is that what happened here? We just watched the five... Series? Yeah, five movies of farts. I do feel like the ultimate joke is on us, right? Uh, it's always been on us, Dave. Yeah. Yeah, we've always um, been the butt of this joke. I enjoyed the first one more than I thought I would, and my enjoyment of these films have been slowly getting worse. There is, it's, been, it's been getting worse and worse. This was the um, sloppiest movie I've seen in a very, very long time. This might be the worst one, because yeah. it, I do think that I would appreciate the series more if this amounted to something, anything. But it didn't. Like, so, how much would you? How what? What level of gratitude would you have for one of our patrons who decided I'm going to take that battle sequence and I'm just going to edit underneath it uh, wrestling announcers and like, uh, like, like you're entr- asking entrance one of music our patrons to do that. I'm not asking them. I'm just putting it out in the ether. A producer could write it down if they wanted to. And just like they put it together a little Royal Rumble for us to watch. I don't know, you know? if anybody's listening at this point, but yeah. A little Royal uh, Rumble for us to watch. I would enjoy that. Me Very too. Very much so. Me too. That, okay, that fight was almost worth it. It if was pretty If it wasn't good. a yeah. fantasy. Um, the fact that it was a fantasy is very frustrating. I can't stress that enough. That's but the why... fight itself, the sequence, was very funny. Is is hilarious, and they yeah. they should have committed to like no no things are going to be a fantasy and just gone all the way back to the beginning of the movies. Yeah, you know what there, I mean. Just that's like, definitely a thing they set up early in the movie and that they paid off. The moment she got on his shoulders, the movie was telling us you're going to see some funny shit. You're going to see some funny looking vampire shit, and it's just going to get funnier as the series goes on. And they weren't they weren't joking. I like I'm trying to imagine to myself like. What does Robert Robert, Pattis, Pat, Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart talk about when like somebody brings up that CGI baby? Like, what are they what like when somebody's like, like "Hey, man, actors? what was it like working with that CGI baby?" Like, what could they say to that that would be like? I don't think they respond. I think they're like they just mm. stare blankly. If I were them, if I saw someone with a fucking Twilight shirt coming towards me, 
I, you, I you would twist their take head them off. out. Yeah, I twist their head right <laughs> off. You twist their head right off. You pop it off like a Barbie doll. Yeah. Yeah, I think you have to. It's too much. It's too much. I, I get why they disappeared for a while. I get why they're probably very psychologically scar- scarred by these movies. Uh, it's got to be frustrating to make so much money on something you know is bad. Yeah, because I was going to say, they're they're doing good, so that's something, but at but, what a price. But, right, it's like, um, <sighs> I can't think of anything I'm willing to say on air about, like, any of the work we've done, but, like, no, uh, but there it's, were things... It's like, Oh, sorry. No, I was going to say, well, there are things that, like, we made that we knew weren't that good because we had to uh, for for hits and stuff. And, like, it would be, like, just the most disappointing thing in the world to know you were churning out something bad and formulaic and it was successful. And, like, so you were chained to it forever. Right. Imagine at a very young age making a decision that isn't good for you, that affects you for eternity. (laughs) It's like that. It's like it's just like that. Well, I don't think that these movies are going to haunt them from eternity because if it wasn't for us, people would have already forgotten they were a thing. Right. Like, it's really us we're haunting them for eternity. Yeah, we're, we're the ones. We're part of the problem. Right. We're the Michael Sheen's in this story. Uh, yeah. You know. Have you ever heard Michael Sheen squee like he squeed in this movie? It was. I can't believe they left that in. It was That's marvelous. Amazing. Yeah, it really was. It really At was. The sound of her heartbeat. He's like, wee, wee. I think someone tweeted that at one point and was like, I don't know what the context of this is. And I never want to know because it's the most out of place moment in Twilight. Is that that's, sad? And that's a real fucking death star trench run of out of place moments. <laughs> There's yeah. just a lot of them. <laughs> There's a lot of them. You have to really use the force to navigate that minefield. <laughs> God damn. This is, uh, yeah, I, I, I would say this wasn't worth it, right? You would say this wasn't worth it, wouldn't you? Wasn't worth it. Let's yeah. go with that as our final answer. I, not worth it. Not worth it. Uh, didn't, didn't enjoy it enough to do what we've done here. Regrets? Yeah, yeah. A, lot, a lot of regrets. I have a lot of regrets. Uh, if I had a time machine, I would go back in time and I would shoot you. Yeah, that's um, fair. Or I guess I would just say, let's not do it. You'd unsnap it, right? Um, you'd, you'd undo the Thanos, the Thanos snap. Yeah, I definitely regret all all the decisions we made leading to this moment. Me too. Uh, I think my I think my life is worse now, uh, and this might be the end of us. You know, I really think it might be uh, uh-huh. because, like, up until this point, Dave, you and I uh, have sung together in the, in podcast form for the yep. joy of, for the joy of it. But that joy is dead now because this was a very bad movie. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was a very bad movie. I don't know. I no, in seriousness. Yeah. I am I like we uh, me and Tom have done a bunch of podcast series where someone's like watch every Tremors right, right, or right. watch all the Highlanders. And that's a thing I would have never done before. Sure, of course. Which maybe I don't have to do, especially with these, but part of me is like, well, I never would have seen these otherwise. And now I know now I can talk about twilight with authority. Uh, and that's a life skill. If anybody needs just, uh, some twilight chat, it it really at any given moment, maybe it's a, you maybe need an anecdote or an out of, an out of context quote, or really just a funny reference for your school paper. I Uh, mean, yeah, currently I never want to talk about twilight again. 
Right. But give me like a week, you know? And yeah. then I can yeah. imagine some grad student somewhere interviewing you as like a prime source for their like, you know, Twilight, the ongoing narratives of masculinity or some bullshit. Sure. You know, like, uh, and, oh, you're, yeah. and you're the main source. They talk to you a, about it. Yeah. That's another thing I want to say about this series. Yeah. Sure. I have a feeling we told on ourselves a lot in this. I have a feeling we said, we've said, because we've just recorded ourselves talking for, okay, let, hold on. Let me do the math. <clears throat> First episode was two hours. Okay. Then the next two were roughly two and a half. Okay. Right? I don't remember. I, so it's I, five I hours. Remember. It's I, 11 and a half hours about. So we've been talking for almost 12 hours. Sure. Just about relationships and vampires and politics and, and religion. And so we're bound to have let out some like insane nuggets, right? I think it's likely that uh, the the vampire that's been waiting to be released from the cellar of your heart has, is out now. Yeah. Like, you've let out your James. Your James is out in the world now. Right. And yeah. now he must have his head ripped off. <laughs> and then burned like and he's burned. a piece of gasoline-soaked wood. Yep. And then avenged, but not really, and only for a little bit of time until you move on to something else. Yeah. That yeah. doesn't amount to anything. Yeah. I, do you wish if you could steal any vampire power to like keep as yours that you've seen in the franchise thus far? What do you keep? I would. Um, hmm. I would take Alice's, so I could gamble. Which is is it's definitely possible that's how they're making their money, right? That's like the not as yep. criminal way that they're making their money. Yeah. Like she's just why not. she's just running into casinos and like you know she's got to go to a different casino every week so that they don't get a fa- her face on camera and stuff. Right, or Jacobs, uh, or not Jacob. I would take maybe Edwards, so I can gamble. Right, right. Anything to yeah, anything to gamble better. Okay, so is, is there any part of you that would take Jane's power, so that's uh, Dakota Fanning's power, and use it just to give people joy? You just say joy, and they just get overwhelmed with joy. <clears throat> Um, yeah, here's what I would do. Yeah. I would use it to gamble. Um, I would, I would give like the person I'm playing poker against overwhelming joy or sadness, something to get them out of the game. Okay. So it's just for a distraction. Yes. Like, so I can gamble. (laughs) What if you, (laughs) what What about you? Which one would you take? Are you saying you would take, um, I was thinking about it. I was like, what if I took that power and I just like looked at you, Dave, and was like arousal. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That would be fun. Making people (laughs) randomly horny. Yeah. Um, But it also feels just saying that out loud feels wrong. Yeah. yeah, Um, I agree. And like, it it just, I don't know if I'd actually do that because you do it like once and you'd be like, Oh, I'm like (laughs) the guy in the matrix who gave the woman the orgasm. Right. 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 And this is gross and weird. Right. I didn't actually want to be the, 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 you know what I would do? No, no, hold on. And I know this is, that's the name of the guy. Well, you know what I would do? I would do that only to politicians while they're giving speeches. Like, sure. Look, no one wants to see Trump have an orgasm. No one wants that. But like during a speech, I don't know. I think it's kind of like how his face looked when he was going down that ramp. Okay. Remember how he was going down the ramp and he kept doing that weird face? Yeah. You know? Like, if you put words to it, it would sound like, you know, like something like that. Yeah. I think I want Remy Malik's power, right? Oh, just controlling the elements? Yeah. You know, I always thought about this is what if you had a power? 
And ultimately, it's always invisibility, I'm not, right? I'm not saying this. Well, I'm not saying this is a good life. Yeah. But no matter what power you get, if you get a shitty power, you can at least use it to become a very good Vegas magician. I'm not saying that's a great life. I'm not saying that's what I want. I'm saying that you can always fall back on it. My um, favorite thing about you, Dave, is that your lifelong ambition is to be William H. Macy's character from The Cooler. <laughs> that's, like, that's like your number one goal. Look, I just want to hang out in Vegas a lot and gamble. Just be part of a dying casino with a bad I just want to gamble. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my favorite casino is Circus Circus. Are you, you go in there, it smells like soap. It's, it's so run down and like skeezy. I love it there. Are you a ponies guy? Do you like the ponies? Uh, not anymore. Uh, okay. I, uh, Star got me. Uh, Star had a few birthdays at the, at the racetrack, and we right, went. Right. And like the first, my like first day at the racetrack, I won like six hundred dollars. Oh my and god! And then the second time, I won like four hundred dollars, and it was like this. Oh no! And it became like a joke. And then the third time, I lost money, and then I realized. Oh, this is how a gambling addiction starts. Right. You buy um, yourself a Panama hat, turn into Carl Reiner from Ocean's right. Eleven. And then the racetrack, which was the Santa Anita racetrack, murdered like 50 horses in a year. Oh, damn. And it, and it, it was, as a vegetarian, the, the realization of the horrific animal cruelty really took a second to catch up with me. And it was like, what am I doing? That's fair. Yeah. It was That's like, fair. what am I fucking doing? And so, no. The answer is no. I'm not a pony guy. I I, I just play poker. Online? Uh, did you ever gamble. do online poker? Oh no, that's that's too that's too depressing. I had a I've friend had friends who... who did it. I did it for a little bit. Um, and it the problem is that it takes all the joy out. It's just a it's it's just like math and stuff. It's just math and stuff. Yeah. And I was doing that, and it was like, well, this is a depressing way to make money. I had a friend who was like literally a rounder. He made like eighty grand in a night, kind of thing. Yeah. No, I had a friend who I had a few friends who professionally played poker. Yeah. I wasn't good enough to actually do it professionally, but I like I knew the world a little bit. I'm real good in like the first like 10 rounds of poker because uh I have the kind of personality that's aggressive enough that people are afraid for a little while and then they get a feel for it. Right. And my aggressivity uh betrays me. Uh it leaves me in the in the dirt yeah. to die and well, the, uh, the secret to playing poker is to make it boring. Right. Like that's the secret right. is if it's, bo you make money if you do the boring things. And that's always been like, I went to Vegas once I played for six hours with $60 and was able to make that last the whole time until I got bored. And then and I was like, then yeah, I'm do? all in, you know? All and in, yep. like where you start making risky bets because you're like, Oh, I can make money this way, but it's like incremental over long like if you if you're good at pot odds and like really doing the math if you're wicked smart then you can make more money you know in six hours but like me i'm i'm dummy when it comes to numbers so it's like i knew like basic rules and that would keep me afloat until i got bored that's it so abe and i had one of the worst uh vegas trips ever in like i want to say it was like the summer of 2013 12 sure 13 Classic. we were both like we got to go to vegas and thought it was hilarious so then we drove to vegas and wore suits and we realized like we didn't really want to do it <laughs> so we just like hung out in the hotel room and smoked and then like uh and basically like wrote a couple of today's topics and then like yeah. you know did some drinking and went home <laughs> i've had this fantasy about vegas because i've been to vegas a few times and sure. 
I don't like most of it. The casino's fun. The gambling's all right. But like, again, it's like poker is intense there. I like it with buddies. I like to know the people I'm playing poker with. Um, the, all the other games are a sham, you know, because all the other games are basically gambling. Uh, and so my favorite thing about Vegas is being in the hotel room in a bathrobe watching the strip, uh, preferably being on some sort of hallucinogenic drug. And that's really my Vegas. It is a great like, feeling to see Vegas from inside Vegas. Yeah, I would take a Vegas vacation and never leave the hotel the I entire time yeah. and come out of it fulfilled. Yeah, I could see that. I yeah. see. I don't think I can go back to Vegas for a long time because I think the the compulsion to smoke again and all the crimes would be very hard to. Um, oh yeah, because I've, I've it's been three years now since I had a cigarette. Right. Um, which is a long time, and like I just, am, I'm thank you. I'm really worried that like even one might send me all the way back to the beginning, you know. And I don't want to have to do that again, you know. Yeah, I mean, I I I've been two years not drinking, or almost two years, not quite. Um, actually, no, more like one and a half. But I went to Vegas since not drinking. And how was and it? It was surprisingly okay. Um, you just uh, replace it with edibles. <laughs> Okay. That's all I did. I just got high and then I was I got high at a slot machine. If you've never been on a slot machine while really high, uh it's a it's a beautiful way to lose your money cuz it's it's like, "Oh, this is amazing." Um but I've also been good. I also quit smoking a long long time ago and I found it it's it's something that's my vampire power. I'm good at quitting things. Um, I tend to be at least. That's good. I'm knocking on wood right now saying that, but um, <clears throat> yeah, it wasn't it wasn't that bad. It's hard because everybody's fucking drinking there, everybody's smoking. The answer is you need a vice in front of you. Everybody always needs a vice. A lot of losers take up exercising or something like that, Ugh. you know. But I, I'll take like hallucinogenics and like uh, I don't know weed. Yeah, I'm. See, weed's another one. Like, I, I find the uh, one that works for you, maybe, and maybe, then do it until it maybe, kills you. Yeah, that's fair. Maybe an edible. Yeah. I mean, I eat hor- horribly, so like that. Oh yeah, that. me too. I got that. I got that going on. Uh, I, I do have one. I do have another Twilight question. I want to make sure I get on the okay. record somewhere. I want you to know. I I have Taco Bell coming. It's on the way. Oh great! So like that's yeah. the that's the for sure end of the podcast, or just when I we guess. stop for a while. Or I could, yeah. Or I could just go get the Taco Bell and come you back. Get the Taco Bell I do have to record another podcast. So I, I, to me, I think we're just defying the rules. Like that's all this is. Uh huh. So look, uh, do they ever explain why some what what the eye colors are for vampires? No. Okay, but but so they do make her wear contacts when she meets her father. That weirded me out too that because I thought they out. got I thought they had blood eyes when they were thirsty and maybe that's it is that she's super thirsty and that's why she has to feed before seeing her baby. I think they're afraid she's going to crack open her baby like a melon and just eat the innards. Uh, is that what they do? Do they they is it like that spaghetti? was the whole thing with meeting like, her dad. They're like try to pretend to breathe and cross so your good. legs and that that was good. I like that was like the first time they actually explored stuff. But I think Agreed. the idea is like she in that moment she wants to eat her dad more than she wants to do anything, and so her eyes are blood red because she's like new vampire, and she's just like oh I'm so that, hungry. And that's like, a theory that makes sense. I, I like I again like Edward's eyes change all the time in this franchise, and I can't figure out why. 
I'm betting that in the book somewhere there's an explanation for it. Um, or I think you're giving them too stupid. much credit. Yeah, I think well, you're, I think it's just dumb. It could just be dumb. I, 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 the more I think about it, the more I feel like some vampire really could be a hero if they just slathered themselves with blood bags and le- leapt off the earth uh-huh. in some direction and like populated a whole other planet. Make a little capsule with blood. Yeah, Mars Mars vampires or something. Well, I think you'd have to like. Yeah, I guess you really can't really jump to like another solar system. That's too far. Yeah, that's the thing is the jumping. They wouldn't go fast. They that's would the hit problem. our atmosphere yeah, that's the problem. and they, they would hit fast. resistance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's true. But what if <clears> they jumped off of a rocket? What if they rocket into the spa- into space and then like jumped off the rocket? They'd go slightly faster than the rocket. Uh, I feel like vampires. I mean, maybe their muscles don't matter in space. I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm sure I'm sounding very dumb scientifically here, although I don't know how because we're talking about fucking vampires. Right. But like. I feel like once you clear the atmosphere, those like that superpower could they can go pretty fucking fast. Like not faster than light, but pretty fast. Right. Right. Am I wrong? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know I'm how gonna, fast vampires jump. I'm gonna get some lecture from a patron, and I'm which I'm gonna ignore. I don't know ve- how fast vampires jump. I just don't know. That's really the issue. Is we really need to know that, and we don't know it. We don't know. Uh, we have no vampires for reference. Yeah, it's tough. We to... could watch. All right, here's here's what I propose we do. Sure, Adam. Oh, I'm great. We watch the Twilight films <laughs> from start to finish. We watch them, and we pay attention just to the jumping just and the jumping. physical characteristics. Yeah, we got to watch them all, and we yeah. we calculate how fast they can jump, how they can move. We 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 log every time their eyes change. We write these notes down, and then we do a podcast where we talk about our results. Yeah, we like we call it twiology, like just uh, twiology. Instead, of, instead of biology, just twiology. Yeah, and it's uh, it's where we we've we're done with the relationship and sex part. Now we're right. just like, how do vampires work physically based on these right. movies? And then and then they find us dead in the desert. Well, that's from your fucking gambling addiction, is what that yeah. is. They're going <laughs> to bury true. you with a that's with true. a Panama hat full of vampire leaflets. God, I need a Panama hat. You do, dude. You would be complete in a fucking I know. Van- I Panama know. hat. I used to do Hawaiian shirts, right? Because I yeah. thought it was funny. As you should, because I'm like a fat guy and like, sure. oh, Hawaiian shirt. It's funny. And then one time I wore a Hawaiian shirt out, and someone just was like, "Yeah, you look really good in that." Like a genuine compliment. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, that's it for Hawaiian shirts." <laughs> You don't want to look good. You don't want to. You, no, you I wanted to... it to be funny. I wanted it to be. Oh, I'm a dude. When I moved to L.A., the first thing I did was literally the first time I moved to L.A. On my drive to L.A., sure. I stopped at a Target and bought a bunch of Hawaiian shirts. <laughs> and this is coming from someone who's dressed like a punk, like all right. black. So I was like, this will be funny. Hawaiian shirts are funny. St- I'm going to be L.A. Hawaiian shirt like a detective. Maybe you I'll st- grow a mustache out. You're sort of a you're sort of a like a a terse Ignatius E. Riley sometimes. Sure. You, just have, you have these fucking ridiculous theories but then that you make became, everyone participate in. Right. And then what happened was no one else was in on the joke. So I just looked like a guy trying to look presentable. <laughs> and it was like, oh, no, I don't want to look like a guy trying to look... There was, um, I did the same thing at, um, my friend had a wedding in Maine sure. and they're uh, speaking of vampires, their family is, they're like very skinny, lanky yeah, yeah. suited people. Yeah. And I was like, what do I wear to your wedding, man? And he was like, whatever you want. And I was like, so like a Hawaiian shirt. And he was like, sure, man. Uh, so I went in a so Hawaiian shirt, right. uh, black tie wedding it was. 
and everybody was in black ties formal wear but me in a fucking hawaiian shirt i walked up to him and he had a big smile on his face and i was like okay i hate you and he's like you look great uh and it, it was just and then the realization as the wedding went on is people aren't in on the joke so you just look like a jackass who thinks they look nice well, I don't think anybody's looking at you in a Hawaiian shirt at a wedding and saying that was like, a great wedding, by the way. Oh, like, no we, doubt. We stayed for the weekend. It was on an island. There was fireworks and shit. It was a real, like, real, like it was magical. Uh, uh, it was rich magical. person wedding. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, like there could have been a Bonnie Vera song while you were mm-hmm. making out with your partner, whoever that was. And they both looked like vampires. So it fits. no doubt. I don't think anybody's looking at you it in was, a Hawaiian. Sorry, it was a vampire <laughs> wedding. It was the Twilight wedding. That's what I went to. I Thank went to you, the Dave. Twilight wedding. Thank you, Dave. Yeah. Uh, it's okay. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna go ahead and finish the sentence now. Are we gonna live with that? Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm it's, sorry. It's all right. I love you, buddy. It's all right. So uh, I. I don't care. <laughs> I'm done. Okay. With, I'm done with this bit now. Right. You, you fucking submarined it. You shot some holes in I, it, and wait, now it's sinking. I didn't know I was submarine. I thought we were having a conversation. We <laughs> we were until you got into a fucking monologue about which kind of you said fucking wedding Hawaiian you shirt, Panama hat, and I Nobody's, wanted to nobody explain in the world. to you. I got triggered by the conversation of Panama hat because I needed <laughs> to explain that, like. That's a big thing for me. I, I have am, a big history. I am thrilled, thrilled with the idea that you could be triggered by literally anything. I'm well, okay, define triggered. I always think of triggered as um, anything that sets you off, yeah, that I, makes you your body makes you and have your, a response. You automatically have a response. Yeah. Yes, uh, I yes, I think that seems fair. That's what the word implies. <laughs> yeah. I, I can tell you. I just want you to feel certain that nobody. Not a single person saw you at that wedding in that Hawaiian outfit and thought, this guy thinks he's doing it correctly. <laughs> Nobody fucking thought that. There is no chance of that. Like, I believe every human yeah. being at that wedding saw it and thought, oh, this guy is a punk. Well, guess who they all wanted to party with after? Of course. Also, one of the best photographs of me ever taken is from that wedding. It was back when I was drinking. We were walking the streets of this main island afterwards, sure, me and sure. my friends. I'm in a Hawaiian shirt. I have a big smile on my face. My friends are on either side of me in suits. And someone took a picture and it's like kind of blurry. So it just looks like I'm like a, a Colombian drug dealer. Yeah. And they're my bodyguards. That's another. It's so good. That's, that's an alternate I look destiny so for you. so in charge. And the fact that it's blurry makes it look like it was taken by like the FBI. Like it's, it's perfect. That's, that's an alternate destiny for you. You, you could have totally been El Chapo in a different life. Yeah. You know, you could have done it. Uh, I see that in you. I see the I see sure. the bur- the burgeoning El Chapo. I don't know. I could have seen it. I wouldn't hate it. Right. I wouldn't hate no, it. No, I wouldn't hate it either. So like uh, uh yeah, are we never gonna are we is this it, Dave? Have we have we done it all? Have we done everything we're gonna do? I think we've done it all. I think um three hours forty minutes. That's insane. I think that's pretty good. I don't I I mean like uh, I know that I if we really we wanted to, we could make this five hours. Yes, but I think people sh- I don't know. I've said this in the last ones. I think people should be ashamed of themselves for getting this long into it. Um, I feel like this is a dare that the, we took against the entire universe. Like, we're all daring the universe for this to exist. Right. It's part of the bit is that it's really long. Right. <laughs> it's part of the bit that it doesn't my exist. My voice, I thought I was going to lose my voice about 30 minutes ago. Well, you're going to uh, lose it in the middle of your next podcast, whatever that is. I know. I I'm know. I'm sorry, Dave. Yeah. 
I'm sorry, Dave. So I, it, it, it turns out I don't have to do as many podcasts tomorrow, and I'm grateful for that. Yeah. Because otherwise no, it's yeah, going to be hellscape. I lose my voice or get a sore throat after every time we record one of these. God, It's really? inevitable. Yep. Dave, I, I don't know. Voice. Uh, how are we ever going to do another podcast? I think it's because I podcast so much already. How are we ever going to do another podcast if if every if you're in pain and suffering after every time we'll we go record? For real short. Next mo- podcast we'll do we'll do uh, one second podcasts. Ooh, yeah, that's what we should we do. Go, and like yell our opinions at each other. I agree. I think that's really good. I, I think that uh, the your patrons should make a tier <laughs> where they where they pitch us our ten minute podcast ideas. I feel like you don't understand how Patreon works because patrons I, don't I, make I, a tier. I've never had to run one, and I don't make money off it. Patrons so. don't make the tiers. That would be that would be anarchy. Uh, Ooh, what do you think they, they should? Make if they they could? would never know that they can rise up against me. Never, they should never know that. That would be a real problem for you. Yes, be, because like you're already on the verge anyway. They're making you watch Artemis Fowl more than once. Yeah, you know I mean, I mean so, our organization's hanging by by a thread. Like it's right. it's like. It's like the ending of V for Vendetta. Like it's like <laughs> it's, it's they like could the just entire blast movie steamroll us. Yeah, they had V for Vendetta had the audacity to make a V based monologue where he kept it saying also, V words. Yeah. Oh, it sure did. It also takes place in 2020 and involves a virus. So that's <laughs> no. fun. No, really. Pretty sure. It's been a very I long read time. That on a tweet. Wow. So it's got to be true. You know. Sure, it's a, if it's on Twitter, somebody meant it, and it, Let me uh, it was a human being. Well, that I said knew it. Th- I knew the, about the virus. Um, that's wow. just having watched it. But V for Vendetta. Let's see when it takes place. <clears throat> yeah, <clears throat> let's Google it. Everybody, let's, just let's, uh, let's spend the thirty. Let's spend by, the forty-fifth movie, uh, the forty-fifth minute after the third hour on you googling. As we Google <laughs> you googling this. the plot to V for Vendetta. I want um, the actual text not, of the monologue. I'm not seeing a date here, you guys. That's a problem. I want. Yeah. I, I want the text of the di- of the monologue. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I need that text. Sure. That director went on to make Ninja Assassin a bad movie. Yeah, it says it was set in fucking 2020. Oh, I didn't know Hugo Weaving was the V for Vendetta guy. Oh yeah, Hugo is behind the mask the whole time. He's having a he's had a really nice career. I got I got to be honest. Yeah, with you. I really like Hugo Weaving's career. Uh, I have. Was the, he in Mortal I, Engines? Yeah, he he played the Mel Gibson character in that Mel Gibson movie that he was back with. Uh, I don't know what that means. Hacksaw Ridge had a had a drunk. Oh, father he played character. Mel Gibson. Yeah, the yeah, drunk yeah. father, yeah, yeah. yeah. like who had a um, who had a lot of problems and was clearly like Mel Gibson trying to apologize. Correct. God, remember when Mel Gibson was nominated again? I do because uh, everyone at Cracked lost their shit over that, and yeah. rightfully rightfully so. I, uh, yeah. They were very mad about it though. Yeah, I, I was remember. too. I remember that because it's like I don't know. What does it take? <laughs> How many times? How many times, Mel? We've talked about Mel Gibson a lot in this episode. And I don't <laughs> Actually, know if I like that's that. That's interesting. Yeah, we have. Uh, because, again, to, to complete the circle here, this movie would be like if Mel Gibson did the entire Sons of Scotland speech and then they all went home. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, they'll never take our freedom. And they all nodded. And they were like, now let's go back to the, back to the countryside or wherever. Right. Listen, Adam, I got to tell you something. Oh, please. I'd like My to hear My delivery something. driver will be here in three minutes. So that's how long we have left of Twilight before it's over. I think so. I this think we is... should plug some stuff. Oh, oh, you want to wrap it up? Wrap it up. 
Well, I think. I mean, what do you want to do? I, I, at this point, I feel like we're on a dare. I, like, I'm like, uh, fuck, fuck your timetable. Uh, I won't be the one that says quit first. Oh, I feel totally comfortable saying quit. That's why I love you, Dave. Because yeah. you're you're a man of of sharp action we're at, and decisions. We're almost at we're almost at three hours. I mean, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna get a knock on my door in like three minutes or a call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not gonna stop recording. No, I and I'm hear just that. gonna want nothing more to eat because I'm starving. What, um, do, you, what do you got coming? Is it a bean burrito? We, we're not offering people anything at this point. I'm talking about getting delivery right now. That's yeah, what they're listening to in their I, cars. I, I think they want to know what with you're their getting. Family gathered around. Um, <laughs> that's what's going on right now. That's the reality of this situation of this rock bottom that we've hit. Dave, because we're you're at talking, rock you're, bottom, Adam. You're taking. You're talking past the obvious content that you're refusing to give them, which is name your fucking order, Dave. It's a burrito. What? What? What kind? We got bean burrito. What do we got? Of course, I don't eat meat. I forgot about that. So, did you get a bean chalupa? Any chalupas in there? Oh, I changed my mind from Taco Bell. I think it's just from some place. So, it's not... Okay, so in the middle of our conversation, you had time to change your order from a different place. It's easy. It's easy when you (laughs) use Postmates, Adam. I'm so glad to hear how engrossing my point of view is for you, Dave. Look, people can do two things at once. I mean, monsters can. Uh, Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Monsters can do two things at once. They like can. I said. Yeah, you did say that. That's yeah. on. That's on record. It's on the. It's in the forty-eight minute mark of, after the third hour uh-huh. on this Twilight podcast. All right, fuck this. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed Guylight. Uh, we've done our best or worst. I don't think they have. I don't think they have. I don't think you've enjoyed it either. Uh, I don't think. I don't think we've done our best. Uh, but this is what we gave you. So, yeah. If you, hashtag bean burrito. If you've made it this far, yeah. Hashtag I've, bean I've burrito. I've yet to get hashtagged. <laughs> yet to get a hashtag. So that tells you a lot about people's. Yeah. Uh, ability hash no so wait a minute let's give them the actual tweet it needs or the actual hashtag it needs to be hashtag free the burrito free the burrito free hashtag the burrito. free the burrito yeah that's right whip uh, that burrito out if you if you'd like to hear more from the network gamefully unemployed that you're on uh you know stay tuned uh feel free to you know pop in some of the other wonderful content that they make uh you know complain to dave that that Twilight only has five plug. movies and see if he'll make more movies. See if he'll do it. Great I don't know. Plug Adam. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can find my other podcast content on the small beans network, uh, where you can listen to, I'll show you mine. If you show me yours, my podcast with Maggie may fish about friendship and media. Uh, my podcast one upsmanship with, uh, Michael Swaim, which will, it's about video games and it will soon have some IGN, uh, big big time reviewers. I'm told, Ooh. which will be fun. And uh, director piece theater with our buddy Abe Epperson, where he and I talk about the high art directing craft in low art movies. Ooh, uh, ooh. so uh, yeah, all great. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I enjoy making them. Uh, they all of them take less time than Guylight took, uh, but yep. they don't provide anywhere near the joy. It's half the joy. You know, it's true. Uh, um, you, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the Real Gans. One day there will be a theater movie, and it'll be just for you. Um, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Movie Hooligan uh, and our Patreon, patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed. That's uh, employed. You can find exclusive podcasts there like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman and Fox Muller is a Maniac. Oh, 
Yeah. <sighs> Don't you feel like that guitarist from uh, Mad Max should be playing us out right now? Oh yeah, like should it should be. just be. He should be. He should be chugging the metal for us because we've gotten uh, this far. We got. We got spooky. We got spooky beginnings and exits. Yeah, that's true. We do. Yeah, yeah. we're spooky guys. We. <laughs> I think we are spooky guys. Spooky. I think this podcast is a federal entry into spooky guys. The category. Yeah, there's definitely. Yeah. Yeah, we're being monitored. We're on some lists. We're, of course, we better be on a list after this. Are you kidding yeah. me? And it's just a list of losers. <laughs> the FBI just like this is our list of losers. I what are you? That's how the FBI what are you, Jim talks. Carrey? <laughs> losers. <laughs> I think that they're gonna. I think they're gonna haul us in because we're onto the vampire presidency. I think they're gonna yeah. haul us right in for that. That's a possibility. Losers, like losers. And, yeah, uh, like a glove, right? I was doing more Polly Shore weasel. That's not. That's <laughs> my jizz. best Polly Shore. No, he does. He holds. Up, he does a, That's what he does. Come on, there, buddy. Oh, uh, let's watch Polly Shore. Movies. Let's watch Biodome. Let's make an entire series on Biodome. Yeah, we'll do an hour for every ten minutes. Oh yeah. Oh, easily. You think I can't make a mo- you can't make a like thirty minutes out of just the word squirrely? You're wrong about that. I can oh, do it. Oh yeah, squirrely. I can do it. <laughs> I can fucking do it. <laughs> you know way too much about biodome. It seems. I do. I've seen it oh, a couple times. My delivery's here. Oh, good. Hold on. I'll be right back. I'll be I right want to hear it. We're gonna hear it. Right, uh, right, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Dave. I, I'll keep him entertained. Don't worry. You think this uh, delivery is fake? I think there's a pretty good chance it's fake. Like, uh, it's possible that he's having uh, guns delivered. Dave gets a lot of guns delivered. I just need you guys to know that. He has a guy who comes over in a khaki mask and just delivers him shotguns. He's stockpiling shotguns. Uh, that's what he's doing. Hopefully the, hopefully the feds aren't listening. Because Dave's, Dave's got a closet full of shotguns. Closet full of them. Did you keep talking? I did, yeah. Okay, because I'm not going to cut it. I'm not going to cut oh, it. I hope you do. <laughs> I think you're going to need to. Ho, 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 ho.